Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy la duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. How are we supposed to do radio during this, Arnie? How, I was how say, let's wor- just wrap it up now and take the <laughs> night off. Oh my goodness, oh my seven God. seven in the top of the six. This is like when I was wait. This is like when we did radio opposite of the, of the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. When no one really knows because no one was really listening unless you were stuck on a road trip somewhere. That we just cuss the whole time. That's all yeah. we do during the show. And talk about the know, boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just we just let it rip. Now, but seriously, this is. I, I think we say this about at least three of the last four years. Last year, people forget how great the Indians Cub series was. But Arnie, this has absolutely been insane between the Dodgers and the Astros so far. Uh, L.A. got a had an impressive performance in the ninth last night. Cody Bellinger oh, keyed it. Oh. it and you were on the air during that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. You just it need was, to stay on the air. You're good luck for the Dodgers. And I was, I was ruining the game for everybody back at the studio because I was eight seconds ahead of everybody else when I was giving the play-by-play. I think you're about eight seconds ahead of us again tonight. Honestly, when we were trying to sync up. So you'll be the one breaking all the news. Like Twitter is somehow ahead of my feed tonight. Go figure. <laughs> but here we are. If you would have told anyone that is a fan of either Houston or Los Angeles, that Clayton Kershaw would be staked to a four-run lead, Dallas Keuchel would be gone by, what, the third? There, there was nobody that would ever envision we would end up in a situation in the top of the sixth with the two teams tied well, at seven. That's his fault. He should have been like Brady and deflated the balls. He should have been like uh, that and not got the juice ball. Did they break out the <laughs> juice ball for the World Series or what? What's going By the way, there is talk about the ball being what oh, yeah. smoother or silkier or something like that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they kind of 
everyone. And it's not for those that say, oh, this is an Astros excuse. Believe me, I would love to be able to jump on suddenly every single Houston Astro baseball fan that I guess helped really relate to their and contribute to their 0.0 TV rating of a couple of years ago. And suddenly they're out of the woodworks. Act like they knew this team when Mike Scott was dealing. Anyway, point being. Uh, yeah, there's been some complaining from the Houston side and, and maybe less maybe less complaining, just more observations from each side, Arnie, that maybe baseball looked at it and said, all right, break out the juiced balls for the World Series. I, I would look at it a little bit differently. I mean, the Dodgers trotted a guy out in what game two that hadn't pitched but one time in September. And threw him in in relief, and he gave up a bomb. This McHugh guy that is now up to, what, 37 pitches for the Houston Astros has been non-existent for Houston. So I think more than anything, Arnie, it's we're not given starter. I mean, they pulled Clayton Kershaw when, I listen, he didn't look like he had his best stuff. But if I have seen it once, I've seen it twice. I've seen it a thousand times. Old Tommy Lasorda sticking with Fernando in 81 saying, you're my boy, Blue. Dodgers decided to yank him. They yanked Darvish. Astros yanked Keiko. I just think we're getting into the pins a little bit earlier, and, and the scouting with baseball has a great read. But these are the guys that have the feel. They touch the baseballs constantly. They say it's got a different feel to it. If they think there's something different, Arnie, the numbers are going to definitely back them up as far as runs and home runs right now, aren't they? No, I understand that. Let me ask you one question. When they came out to take out Kershaw, when there was runners on first and second, and it was mm-hmm. 7-4, couldn't Kershaw have said, hey, could he have just made his case to the manager, or you just can't do that in baseball? You can't say, hey, g- give me one more batter. But that was my bad. I, I, need, I need to go after Altuve. Give me, give, me, give me one shot at Altuve, please. Or, or do you not get to say that? Well, and I, maybe If you're Kershaw part- making $25 million a year now, remember that. Yeah, I think Kershaw would be able to override it. I think he's the kind of guy that could look at a manager and say, no, no, we're, we're not doing this. I understand that I'm off. <laughs> no, no, give, no, me, no. Give, me, give me Altuve, right? How would you sell that, Arnie? You're, you're Clayton Kershaw. You're the franchise, right? You're, you're the guy. You're the person that everyone rallies around. You're the most dominant pitcher that the Dodgers have had in, in some time. You're going to be remembered up there in the likes of uh, Hershiser and Koufax and Drysdale and all the greats in Dodger history. When they trot out and you're trying to sell it, you can easily say, I need one more. Skip, no, I, no, need, I, I, I wouldn't even say. I look him straight in the eye and say, I got this. Go back to the dugout. That's all I say. Not messing around. And if he still pulls me, then I got to leave. But otherwise, I'm the guy. I'm $25 million a year guy. I'm, I'm right. the man here. We're talking about Game 5 of the World Series. I look him right in the eye and go, hey, I got this. Go back to the dugout. And that's all you I know, say. And it's kind of crazy. Listen, it, this is, it's Fox Football Sunday. And obviously, we have a I lot of football I bet your Verlander would have said that. You know Justin Verlander would have said, right? <laughs> you know he would have. But it's kind of crazy because for the most part, if you look at some of the moves that Dave Roberts has made, Arnie, it's been on point. Going with Jock Peterson, giving him the opportunity, yeah. it paid off. Sticking with Cody Bellinger, though I really don't know what other direction you would go at first base. Some of the timely pinch hits that he's called upon, giving Culberson an opportunity. I mean, this is a guy that for the most part has punched all the right buttons when it comes to his lineup. But boy, when it... When it comes to pitchers and the amount of time he's given him and when he's pulling him and when he's going to his bullpen, that's really led to a lot of criticism. I, I don't know if it's fair or not, but again, I'll go back to that real easy. The evidence is there. The numbers are bored out. 
And the Dodgers, when you thought they were in control tonight, are now tied up at seven. I don't know. By the way, I didn't think the home run that Altuve hit was, you know, that looked like a juice ball home run, didn't it? I didn't think that was going out at first hit. Listen, I'm a bitter Dodger fan. Every home run that Altuve hits looked like a juice ball hit, in my opinion. I got to tell you this. I I got a call like a month and a half ago, two months ago now, where somebody said, uh, just a regular call going, hey, who's going to win the AL MVP? I go, I don't know who's going to win it, but I can tell you who's not going to win it. It won't be Altuve. I promise you that. I go, it won't be him. No way he's going to be able to keep this up all year. No way. We come to you live every single Sunday night from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And his story's incredible. I yeah, mean, I listen, know. his story, he, he walked on. Essentially, he's a walk-on. I mean, Jose Altuve is a walk-on to the Astros. He went to an open tryout. They said thanks, but no thanks. He kept on. I'm like, okay, we'll give you a 15 grand. And he worked his way through the system, and here he is. You know, an, an MVP candidate, likely the MVP. But, Arnie, as much as this is about the Astros' bats tonight and how the Dodger hitters and Cody Bellinger, and again, here's Chris Taylor getting an opportunity in the sixth, this is going to end up being about Clayton Kershaw because let, let's just take yeah, a quick glance yeah. at Twitter because the very first tweet to our show from the Beer Baron says Kershaw just runs into problems in the playoffs. I don't know why. During the season, he's remarkably consistent. And if we've heard it again once, you'll hear it a thousand times tonight, eight home runs in the postseason now, the most ever by an individual pitcher. I, I, I don't know what to say. He's the guy. He's the leader. But it just hasn't been there in the postseason for him. And he's had a couple of really nice outings. I mean, game one was phenomenal in this World Series. First of all, I think that's totally unfair. Two, look who you're playing. It's not like there's not been their share of home runs in this series. Matter of fact, I don't know what the record for home runs in a World Series is. i got to assume it's going to be this one. Um, I don't know what kind of baseballs they're using, but I'm telling you something. There's something different about these baseballs, or these batters are just hitting the the ton out of the ball. So, uh, And and look, you you had a couple of good uh, outings by Kershaw, as you mentioned also. He only he gave up four hits. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it was that three-run homer that killed him. DeSager, what do you want to add to this real quick before uh, we move on to some football? Plenty of points. Apparently, the record for home runs in a World Series when the Angels beat the Giants in seven, 2002, mm-hmm. I think it was. 21 total homers in wow. the seven games. Wow. This had eight in one game. They just said on Fox that this is the first World Series game ever with three three-run homers. <laughs> And as far as Clayton Kershaw going any more than the four and two-thirds tonight, yeah. he, by, he had more walks than strikeouts by the end, and he was up to next it would have been 95 pitches. Right. And that, since the back injury this summer, the only time he's thrown 100 pitches in a game was in yeah. the playoff opener this year, and he allowed a home run on pitch yeah. 99 and a home run on pitch 100. The, I don't know if I mentioned – I probably should have mentioned this when I brought that up. It's game five of the World Series, okay? I don't, I don't want to hear about going over 95 to 97. No, no, it's not about pitch count. It's about does he have anything left. And what Dave Roberts, as far as bullpen moves, what he's been doing all month long is matchups with Maeda against the right-handers. And so once the slate of right-handers was due up, I think that kind of made the decision as well. Kershaw has allowed a home run in 10 straight games now, (sighs) going back to his return from the back injury. Lasts only four and two-thirds tonight. I will say, though— He's had four starts coming into tonight in the playoffs this month. 
The Dodgers have won all four games, and his ERA coming into tonight was 2.96 in the playoffs. So, yeah. and I, he was I good go last my, year in the playoffs. I got to go with my star. That's like saying, oh, Tom Brady's got a banged-up leg. Should we take him out? Or I just got to go with an 80% Tom Brady. I, I got to go with an 80% Clayton Kershaw. I, I don't care what it's like. I, I got to go with my star. This is Game 5 of the World Series. And by the way, I, I didn't necessarily think it was wrong to put it in my head, uh, but uh, right. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I didn't think that was a home run when I left the bat to begin with. And by the I'll, way, the last ad on this game, it's reminding mm-hmm. me of two previous World Series games in history. Do you remember the Phillies in 1993 when they made the series with Dykstra and Dalton yeah. and Kruk? They played a game against Toronto where here it's been, what, 7-7 after five innings? That night in Philadelphia, 1993, it was 7-7 after four innings. <laughs> the Phillies had a lead going to the eighth, and Mitch Williams, the closer, took the loss because Toronto scored six runs in the eighth and won 15-14 at Philadelphia <laughs> that night. The other crazy game, and this isn't a clincher tonight. Imagine when Mickey Mantle and uh, Roger Maris played for the Yankees, games seven of the World Series 1960 at Pittsburgh that Bill Maskeroski had the walk-off homer. That was a 10-9 to final in Game 7. The Yankees had just tied it in the top of the ninth. Maserowski homers in the bottom of the ninth to win. You still have your wow. press pass from that game? Uh, ha ha! Funny. <laughs> the oldest man on the show making an age no. joke. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> dig to take. Wow. Well, uh, on a Fox Football Sunday, we've been football free so far because of the madness that's uh, going down in Houston right now. I want to add w- one more side to this whole debate about whether or not Dave Ro- uh, Roberts should have stuck with Kershaw or if Clayton Kershaw should have demanded to stay in the game. Uh, you didn't see much resilience, uh, or I, maybe I should say backlash from right. Clayton Kershaw. So maybe he just knew at that point, Arnie. Maybe he thought, you know, it's best for me to get out of here, and if we need me in a game seven, maybe I get the rest. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. I'm not an excuse maker for Clayton Kershaw. It, just, it seemed like he didn't put up anything whenever he went out, and I think in those I, I instances you would. If it was because it was a three-run lead, had it been a one-run lead, maybe it would have been a different story. As you as you mentioned, the, the right-handers were coming up, and it's always the explosive Altuve. Uh, Maeda has been great for them. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to question it. Just that you know, you got your 25 million dollar guy. He's pitched four and two thirds. I know he had the 95 innings pitched, but uh, geez, can you give me uh, three, four more? Can you can you give me one more batter? We're talking Game Five of the World Series. I, I would like to go with my star. I'm a little nervous about it, but. Uh, I mean, I know hindsight's twenty twenty on this one, Chris. This is a really wide strike zone tonight, too. I mean, oh, I think the really uh, I think wide. the umpire's been inconsistent like crazy. I thought that called strike three before the home run for the Dodgers was like one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. Oh, and I'll say, and I'll say this much. Uh, you've got to adjust to it. I, and John, John Smoltz has been great, but you have got to adjust to it as a hitter. And I know the Dodgers attack based on what Joe Buck and John Smoltz have said all night long and the guys down in the dugout has been to show patience. But damn, Arnie, you've got to adjust at some point. And if you're Corey Seager, you can't be sitting there laying off a borderline <laughs> pitch. You can't. You can't. Period. You, you've the The – Play's been acted out. You know, you know what's going to happen. The script is written. Dodgers don't get a run across. We'll head to the bottom of the sixth. Wow. It is seven all. What a game so far. All right. Um, We have to talk football. So when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, was there a big story on the field 
or was it, again, all about what took place off the field? He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We're talking a lot of baseball. World Series Game 5 coming down the wire. We'll bring you updates, but we're talking football next on a Fox Football Sunday. Got so into baseball, we didn't really lay out the show tonight. Coming up in the final hour in his regular spot with us is the great Todd Furman. We'll get post-game Oh, bottom of this hour? Yeah, we got him next. Yeah, bottom of this hour. Yeah, Not bad. I, you think I'm staring right at it, Eric Roberts? What's wrong with me? Wow, uh, reading is we'll fundamental. You, it is, and I'm not doing it. I guess riff, and we'll take you to Houston as soon as Game Five wraps up to get a, uh, I guess, a feel. Which of is going to be a while for from now. I'll tell you that because they're going to make another pitching change. Well, here's a question I have: Will Game Six be over? By the time we get off the air, think about it. We're, we're, now, this is thinking that we'll probably end up with extra innings because it seems like for everything the Dodgers do, the Astros have an answer, right? Game so five. We're, mean, yeah. what, do I keep saying game six? Game yeah. five. Seven, seven. I see it's in the sixth. So, you know, my ADD yeah. kicks in. I couldn't even read that Todd Furman was coming up at the bottom of this hour. So, what do you think, Arnie? Is this game over by the time we wrap up? This game will be over by 1 o'clock Eastern time. Okay, so we'll have yeah. the final hour. Like 10 out. innings, I'm thinking. 10 innings? All right, 7-7 seven, seven right now. Yeah. Dodgers and Astros going at it in uh, game five. So we'll keep you updated as uh, things roll on. What do we have? Runner, a walk uh, to set things up here for the Astros. Before last innings leadoff, well, I one out walk to Jock Peterson. Every player who had walked in this game had scored a run. Jock oh, Peterson wow. became the Jock Peterson last inning for the Dodgers became the first batter that walked and did not score after being walked. So we'll see if the Dodgers and, are and, able to bounce back. And Henry sent in a text that says, "I agree. Uh, it should have been Kershaw or Bust. Uh, he would have settled down. You go with you go down with your best, especially after your bullpen sucks. I, I don't know if the bullpen sucks. I don't know if I agree with that, but." It's been the strength of the Dodgers. Us. It's been the strength of the Dodgers up until game uh, what two of this World Series. I mean, if if you really think about when things shifted for the Dodgers, it was game two of this World Series in that uh, crazy ninth inning, and that's where the bull. And it started with Morrow uh, in, in the eighth. That's when the bullpen started to show some of its wear. I guess is a fair term. And then they were overused in game three because Darvish and his inexplicably atrocious start. Thankfully, Alex Wood kind of saved them a little bit last night, Arnie. He yeah. gave some guys a rest, but they've got to dig back into it tonight as uh, Dodgers will go back to the pin here. All right, let's talk some football before Todd Furman joins yeah. us and before we head to Houston. And I want to remind you that we're brought to you in part by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So did, did we have a story? On the field today, and speaking of on the field right now, we do have Sunday night football taking place as we speak. Uh, Get your score update because I I need something to overshadow the continual crush of off-the-field news, Arnie. This is still dominating, it seems to me, to be the news cycle right now. Yeah, you have the Eagles off to a great start. Pretty pretty fun, I guess you could say, game, considering how bad some of these early morning games have been between Minnesota and Cleveland this morning. Yeah. Uh, the e- the afternoon games, even though there were only two of them, both ended up being really good games, and Deshaun Watson was amazing, and somehow Russell Wilson had the comeback. But is this another Sunday where off-the-field stories continue to overshadow what's happening on the field? 
I think so. There was only really like uh, two or three games that really uh, were just overly good and it piqued my interest and came down to the wire. The Seattle and Texans uh, were, were a good game I enjoyed. But, yeah, you're talking about the McNair comments and what happened before the game. Is that the point you're making there, Chris? Everything, Arnie. The McNair comments, Jerry Jones trying to get Roger right, Goodell fired, and then the – uh, again, the protest by the Houston Texans and then the buzz that led into it. I mean, w- declining ratings, still a conversation. And then you have people that debate, well, well, they're really not declining when you compare them to the overall TV, this players meeting that was supposed to take place with the NFL and now it's not. I mean, it's just it, it's it's an S show, to be honest with you, with what's going on right now off the field with the NFL. And unfortunately, you didn't really have a storyline today that has kind of overshadowed it. Except for the Raiders losing, I thought that was kind of the big story. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you. But you're you're right. The McNair comments. I was a little surprised that that really. Uh, and look, I'm not going to say what he, he didn't say was wrong, but I'm a little surprised that it was this big of a thing, and that it became a race Amen. thing. Because I thought he, I, th- I thought he said it to the whole team. Isn't that what he said about it, uh, Chris? Well, and his point was that he was talking more about the league. Right. right? I understand the, uh, the yeah. garbage he made up. But yeah. if he was talking about the team, he was talking about the whole team. And right. there's all kinds of guys on the team, right? There's, yes. there's white, African-American. I don't know if there's Hispanic. I don't know. But so how did this become a race thing? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it, it's a little bit goofy. To be honest with you, how some people have really taken an analogy because he screwed up the analogy. To right, begin I understand. With. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the other part of it. But but again, it, it shows you how brittle that relationship appears to be right now, and how in some NFL locker rooms it's a very tense situation. By the way, the Steelers' defense just stepped up and got a big stop. So. Uh, Detroit still has all three of their timeouts, but it looks like Pittsburgh's going to sneak out of Detroit with a win in what was, well, I can't think of any other way to put it, a pretty ugly game. And so here you have on primetime, you had a 40-0 game on Thursday night. You've had, what is this game right now, 20-15? Uh, uh, right. Pretty ugly game tonight. Now the Cowboys and the Redskins, as you brought up, and then the the other late game, the Seahawks and the Texans was pretty good. But for the most part, Arnie, you you haven't had a storyline on the field today. I mean, we're going to go in-depth with Todd Furman here in a bit. You just haven't had anything to take the attention away from this. No, not one now. of the better weekends in, in the uh, NFL game out there. And uh, Usually, you know, you get about a good half dozen games. And you know what yeah. it is? We've talked about the oversaturation, but you gave me two afternoon games. You gave me two 4 o'clock games out there. And obviously, the Cowboys-Redskins were the big ones. If you didn't care about the Texans, you really only had one game. You can't be doing that to us on a football Sunday, Chris. You can't. You can't bleed us dry like that. You know what's kind of crazy, too, is if you look at some of the scores today, you had some compelling contests. You know, the Falcons had to hold on late to beat the Jets. The Bears that had was a fun game. Late. That was a good game yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the Bears had the ball late with the yeah. chance Bears. to drive down and tie but up the Saints. that was ugly. Yeah, that was an ugly game. You're, 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 getting, you're playing it in my point. 20, yeah. The Patriots and Chargers game. 21-13, but still yeah. ugly game. The Bengals and, and, and Colts somehow combined to score 47 points when their offenses were atrocious today. And what's the storyline? Oh, Joe Mixon versus Le'Veon Bell. Not even <laughs> anything that happened on the field. So I guess you know my point in, in watching it today, and I live and eat and breathe football, Arnie, what's happening or at least for this weekend. What happened on Saturday, especially in that 2.30 time slot, overshadowed 
anything as far as quality football, exciting and entertaining finishes that happened in the NFL unless it involved your team and you had a rooting interest. This was ugly football today. And I don't know if it's going to – again, it's a week-to-week league. Here we are complaining about the style of play and what happened in week uh, – what are we at? Week 8. Now, what next week we'll probably have another triple or uh, overtime game that goes down to the wire. You have a, a, a crazy opportunity with uh, three chances, maybe for a team to win a game with like the Raiders <laughs> and Chiefs in on Thursday night. So I, you can have I, all I, kinds of madness. What? Chris, did you just see – look up at the game. Good. Did you just see what happened? Well, you got to remember, you're ahead of us right now, Arnie, so go <laughs> ahead. Well, I was just kidding. They got out of the inning, but they pretty much almost threw him out of from right field. The second baseman was all the way back out there and pretty much just tossed him out, man. Whoever was yep. running, you got to get the piano off your back, man. That was just awesome. That was life. Brian McCann, their catcher. So the Dodgers <laughs> get out of anytime there's a – you know what's funny? By the way, anytime there's a base runner in this game, you feel like you can say they're in a jam. And the, the Astros had a runner at first after a walk that chased Maeda, but you feel like it was a jam. So uh, we'll head to the seventh now. Dodgers and Astros tied at seven. But yeah, just real quick to put a, a yeah. little bow on this point, it, just the football needs to be better, and I think it will be next week. Who knows? Maybe we get a, a memorable game on Monday night football. But as far as everything and the product on the field – not a banner week for the NFL. Chris, it's not going to live up to what happened on Saturday. I mean, the, the Penn State-Ohio State was tremendous. Insane. It was good to see that baloney team, TCU uh, team lose. So that was good. I mean, Notre Dame had a good victory. Miami did not play their best football, but they still won. My Arizona Wildcats won. Uh, a lot of intrigue uh, coming up for the next, uh, uh, what, three, four, five weeks. So, I mean, it, it's all about Saturdays as far as I'm concerned. By the way, uh, the only reason Arnie is saying baloney TCU team is because they play in the Big 12. TCU and uh, Arizona would be a great football game. No, and you know is what? There, is there any chance Arizona could play Oklahoma in a bowl game? Please, because we need a bowl win. I would take it in a heartbeat oh, right now. Please I'm give me try- some of that. I tried to sell you on Arizona last yes. week being a team that's not getting respect, and you shooed me away. I so did. I'm, well, yep, I'm, they put us at number you. 23. I didn't know Washington State was still going to be at number 12, and Iowa State was going to jump up to number 14. I'm like, wait a minute. Give some love to Arizona. We just beat Washington State. Uh, we have two losses, both coming at the end of a fumble with our other quarterback, Dawkins. Otherwise, we've been playing good football. I think we should have been a little bit actually inside the top 20, to be honest with you. Should we be higher than Washington State, or does that not make sense? Uh, You beat them. So, yeah, I I am a firm believer that if you beat a team head-to-head and you have the same record, it is inexcusable for that team to be ahead of you. And they're way ahead of us. I mean, Not just they're four and two in the Pac-10. We're our Pac-12. We're four and one. They're seven and two overall. Arizona, I believe, is six and two. So uh, they have one more win. Otherwise, uh, Arizona should be uh, either the same or higher than them. We'll learn a lot about them this weekend when they take on USC. DeSager's oh, in the win. house to get us caught up on everything that's, that's been going on today, including the World Series. What's up, Steve? Do you not remember Notre Dame 1993 with the battle for number one with Florida State and didn't one beat the other and yet finish behind the other by the end of the season? Because yeah, remember, this- Notre Dame beat number one Florida State but then got upset the very next week. So they both finished with one loss and Notre Dame beat them head-to-head. Uh, I, I totally agree with you guys. Oh, those are the good old days. Uh, by the way, for college football this Saturday, I have read that that Oklahoma at Oklahoma State game is FS1 Saturday afternoon. Yes. And Arnie, USC hosting Arizona in what, what is essentially the division championship game for the Pac-12 South. 
It starts at the Coliseum at 745 Midnight Pacific. Midnight Madness out here, I think You it start is, right? the show at 8 Pacific, so your whole show Saturday night will be given Arizona at USC updates. Oh, I'll be able to watch the second half by the time I get off the air. That's <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, and are you guys aware of what the Sunday night NFL game is next week? It's Dolphins Raiders. They haven't flexed it out yet, have they? <laughs> it's Dolphins hosting the Raiders. I said Those the Dolphins were going to be 7-1 and one going into that Your game. Two teams off, during yeah. the show next Sunday night. So, stay by the way, tuned. the Raiders are one and one in games that they've played while we've been on the air. Take that for gambling <laughs> trends, if you will. Steelers are going to take a knee and run out the clock at Detroit tonight. Twenty to fifteen is going to be the Pittsburgh win in this game. The offense for Detroit: Matt Prater five for five on field goals, including a fifty-one oh yarder. Meanwhile, in this. Crazy World Series getting crazier tonight on Fox TV. Top of the seventh, it's 7-7, Dodgers at Houston. We talked earlier in the show about Kenta Maeda replacing the starter Clayton Kershaw in relief. That was seemingly a long time ago in the fifth inning of this game. (laughs) Kenta Maeda had faced 26 right-handed batters this month in the postseason. Out of those 26 righties, gave up one single. And then he comes to face Altuve, three-run homer, game is tied. It's been 7-7 ever since. And by the way, this has uh, apparently set a World Series record for most game-tying home runs. We had two of them in the first five innings of this game tonight. It's been crazy and not near over. It's been awesome. Game six, Tuesday night on Fox TV. By the way, after the 100-degree temperatures at Dodger Stadium last week, high temperature expected to be 68 daytime for Tuesday and, if necessary, Wednesday's game seven. Justin Verlander, Game 6 against Rich Hill, by the way. Earlier in the NFL, Dallas and Seattle got wins. Consider what these Houston fans have already been through today, watching the Texans on TV in that crazy game at Seattle. Deshaun Watson had over 400 yards passing, and they lost on a late touchdown pass, 41-38. Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, who won four in a row, he had four touchdown passes. Kyle Busch, the NASCAR win, and the Florida Gators and Coach Jim McElwain parted yeah. ways today. Oh, yeah. Goodbye hey, for that. Chip Kelly next, I guess, yeah. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's hit up that Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Our buddy Todd Furman jumping on early with us, and we appreciate that. Todd, what's the handle been like? What's kind of the buzz around the World Series? Are you seeing a lot of money uh, on the Dodgers, a lot of money shifting on the Astros? How much money is actually put on the World Series? Do you see a lot of action? From a betting perspective, it hasn't really moved the needle quite as much as odds makers and casino operators would have liked if it was Yankees-Dodgers. But at the same time, from a watchability standpoint and the volatile swings that we've seen, the back and the forth, creating all sorts of live betting opportunities. And if you'd have told me coming into tonight's pivotal Game 5 that Clayton Kershaw would have blown a 4 nothing lead and a 7-4 to lead, I'd have laughed at you. But guys like Arnie probably have a few live runners going with uh, long-shot odds knowing that the Astros have refused to say die at any point in the series. Oh, you bet, Todd. And what about the overs, though? I mean, I would like, take the overs. I, 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 Dallas Keuchel got rocked last time. What the, let's uh, bet the overs till you go. Even Kershaw's no guarantee, and, of course, it's way over. And tonight you had a total of seven, and both teams are currently at that number <laughs> with a very pitcher-friendly umpire, Bill Miller, behind the plate. Uh, but if you look at some of the other numbers and you figure that both these teams have six hits and seven runs, not exactly sustainable. That being said, as I tell folks at Bet Games, never apologize if you can cash your ticket in an unconventional manner. It's too difficult to win in this business as is. 
Hey, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of win probability numbers, and I don't know if you are or not, Todd, but I I would imagine we saw a couple of wild swings today, maybe in that Seahawks-Texans game, the way things went. But is that a stat or, I guess, a percentage that you care much about or that you put much stock in? I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it, only if I can find an opportunity to exploit an in-game number. And a lot of the numbers uh, that are used for dynamic wagering all come off of that. They're all algorithmically based whether it's field position, whether it's juncture in the game, whether it's the bullpen that's out there in baseball, um, or the timeout situation in football. So a lot smarter math guys than I am uh, behind a lot of the uh, wagering opportunities that are there. But if you see something unfold that may not be built into some of those models, uh, you can oftentimes take advantage of it. Todd, I'm waiting for the first. Who's gonna? Can I bet that somebody's gonna throw a no hitter in the World Series? What kind of odds <laughs> can I get on something like that? I have not seen a prop for that yet, uh, but I'm sure, given how these games have gone, uh, you may get ample opportunity over the next three <laughs> to get real long shot odds. Although you would add a little bit more of a sweat uh, with the Astros yesterday, only mustering one hit up until the ninth inning. That being said, it's offenses that have dominated, and I think it's a new wave of baseball where you just have to be able to get outs at the right time, not necessarily get a lockdown performance from start to finish. We're hanging out with Todd Furman. We typically get a chance to talk to Todd in the final hour, but we're moving up. Make sure you guys are following Todd at Todd Furman on Twitter. Of course, he co-founder of the Bet the Board podcast. Every ball that leaves a bat of the Dodgers or Astros, I think, is a home run. And Justin Turner almost left the yard. He's at second with nobody out here in the top of the seven. Just missed a home run. Todd, I want to get back to college football on Saturday. And I know you're, in in addition to looking at it from the Vegas perspective, you're a fan as well, too. What do you make of this rapid rise now by Ohio State and the sudden resurgence of J.T. Baird, who all I heard about after Oklahoma beat him was how awful of a quarterback he was, how he's so slow through his progressions. Now he's the greatest thing ever, and suddenly Ohio State's probably looking at, what, being the fourth team on Tuesday in the rankings? I mean, the truth lies somewhere in between. Uh, JT wasn't as bad uh, with his whole body of work as we saw against Clemson last year in the college football playoff, or Oklahoma, as you allude to, Chris, earlier in the season, but he was not nearly as good as the quarterback that completed 16 straight passes in the fourth quarter comeback on Saturday. That being said, he clearly has taken to Kevin Wilson's offense, and all those games against Cupcakes, the Navy, the Armies of the World, the Marylands, the Rutgers, the UNLVs have built up his confidence so much so he was able to spread the ball around. And if you dig into that box score, it's pretty amazing that Penn State even was able to have a lead going into the fourth quarter. Weren't able to eclipse 300 yards. Ohio State's defense really controlled large stretches of that. Uh, but Penn State took advantage of turnovers, some interesting decisions from the officials. Um, and Ohio State kind of cemented their status as, as you mentioned, probably the fourth team to get into the college football playoff. Now, if you're a Buckeyes fan, you do probably want some help around the landscape. You wouldn't love a scenario where it was a one-loss Notre Dame team, a one-loss Clemson team, and then a potentially one-loss Alabama or Georgia after an SEC championship, because Ohio State very well could be on the outside looking in. And that doesn't even include uh, a potential one-loss Big 12 champion uh, that could be Oklahoma, who has the head-to-head win over the Buckeyes earlier in the season. Uh, Todd, can I offer you maybe my Chevy Cruze or Terrain if you'd like to buy it? Because am I understanding that I'm going to get Arizona plus seven and a half points? Because I'll sell everything, come out to Vegas, and put it all on Arizona. Only if it comes properly equipped with those Burlington snow tires, Arnie. I mean, that's the only thing that I'm really looking for as we get into the winter months. But, but when you look at Arizona, uh, I think their final score against Washington State a little bit misleading. Uh, yes, Khalil Tate looks every bit the part of what oh. Rich Rod needs in his offense as a dual-threat quarterback, uh, but Washington State ran twice as many plays as Arizona. Arizona barely got to 500 yards of offense, and you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of performance. 
USC finally looked like the Trojans team we expected to see earlier in the season, getting back to basics and their ground game on track with the win over Arizona State. And I think it goes a long way. And Arnie, if I'd have told you before the season that Arizona had a chance to go into the Coliseum to put a stranglehold on the Pac-12 South uh, in early November, I'm sure you would ask where you could possibly sign, thinking there was no way that Arizona might even qualify for the postseason. That's why I called you before the season and said, give me some of Arizona to win the Pac-12 this year, Todd. I'm sure you got that message. I want to know if you have a ticket on Iowa State. The Cyclones were 100-1 to to win the Big 12 championship before the season started, and they're now in firm control of their own destiny, playing the easiest portion of their schedule. So I think Iowa State's still more of an inside track to at least get to the conference championship than what Arizona still has in front of them. Hey, Todd, real quick, final thought. Who was our biggest miss so far as we've reached, uh, I guess, the halfway point of the season for some teams? Who's our biggest miss as far as maybe win, uh, win odds uh, when we started the season? I know the Dodgers look like, look like they're hitting the – or the Raiders, excuse oh! me, look like they're hitting the under. But who's, uh, who's been our biggest miss? Oh, Oakland would definitely be right up there. And that was a team that public and recreational betters couldn't get enough of going over 9.5 on Oakland uh, on the heels of last year's performance where professionals figured this team was poised for aggression – given how many games they had lost, uh, won, excuse me, by the slimmest of margins last season. Uh, but the New York Giants will be the biggest underachiever in the entire league. Oh, I mean, if they finish yeah. with two to three wins, that is a far cry from a team many have picked to uh, not only win the division, but compete for an NFC, NFC title. And their win total was eight and a half, nine before the year started. Thanks, you Matt. heard me moan awesome. on that one, huh? Boy. Yeah. Well, I was, I was Arnie. You know what? Actually, you know what? Before I get off, I have to take one jab. Yeah. You, you still want stock in the Dolphins to win the AFC after what we saw Thursday night? Wow. You had to rub that in, did you, Todd? Go ahead. Yeah. Now it's going to make the pick look even juicier see, now that everybody's jumping off the, the bandwagon. The way I see it, if I had been on with you the day after 24 hours, there's a grace period, but the 72-hour moratorium has long since expired since that dud they put forth on Thursday Night Football. Did you know we lost our quarterback, Jay Cutler? Did you know that, Todd? No, I don't think he's worth 40 points of the point spread. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Great stuff as always, Thanks, Todd. Todd. Thanks for having uh, time oh, for us. Oh, 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 geez. All right, Todd Furman. And, that, oh, what a mistake in center field. Oh, Dodgers you're are going to take that the now? lead. Kiki Hernandez rounding third. He'll score. Wow. And the Dodgers are up 8-7 to seven on a huge mistake by, who is that, Springer out in center, guys? Yeah, Tried to that, dive late and make the play, and it got under his glove and went all the way to the wall. Did you just see that now, Chris? Arnie, we've told you all yeah. night long. Yeah, it's like too no, Did you hear me? though no, but did you hear me moan when did you be go? Oh, yes, when, that's it, why I stayed off Twitter and I didn't watch anything yeah. until we saw it happen. That was so. like a minute and a half ago. I was going to get on on Turner for making the first out at third base. You never make the first or third out at uh, third base, and he got he got nailed right down there on the punt on, uh, when he tried to bunt him over. What a horrible base running play! Bad, bad decision, too, by Springer. He had oh, no horrible, chance to make that play. Bad decision. All right, uh, we'll get you caught up. Dodgers have retaken the lead in Game 5 of the World Series. It is now 8-7, to seven, and we'll talk some more football. Thanks to Todd Furman coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Studios. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday, though it's been a, an hour dominated by baseball talk. Dodgers lead 8-7. Thanks to Cody Bellinger, who I think right around the time everyone wanted him benched, he started, what, 0 for 11. Yeah. He's now 4 <laughs> for his last 6 with 5 RBIs, 2 doubles, 1 triple, and what, a couple home runs in that mix? One home run. Not bad, right? Everyone's hitting bombs tonight. 
Though it would be uh, only fitting to see Springer go yard here any second to tie this game up at eight, right? I mean, he makes what a, a mistake. horrible play! How do you allow that to happen uh, with two outs? And what there was a runner on first, or what actually? What, yeah, was runner at first. Two outs? Yeah, there was it was one out, and there was a runner at first because Turner had just made the bad decision. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I, I guess is that on Turner or is that on the? The, you know, the third base coach, or is that a bad bunt by I, Hernandez? I think I got to take that back a little bit. That's a bad bunt by Hernandez because you're sacrificing him. You got to take off at the crack of the you know the bat, the ball hitting the bat. So maybe right. I spoke too soon on that one. Either way, they get him out, and then to, to make a diving catch like try like that, you got to put your body in front of the ball that if it gets by you, or if you don't catch it, at least it won't get by you and roll to the wall like that. And and where was the right fielder to back him up and have his back on something? like that probably doing what my daughter does when she plays right field probably out there picking daisies or something you know just pay (laughs) hey look at that ball going to the wall wow that's crazy but it's also one other quick note on this before we hit up twitter's been great tonight you know i I get it that a lot of people watching the game. Sunday night football just wrapped up. We'll take your oh calls my at 877 Oh, my on goodness. 877-996-6369. Does Springer go yard? Yeah. You, okay. Well, you're ahead of us. So if you're going to say that, you have to tell us what happened. You're he ridiculously ahead of all of our feeds. He went yard. He, that's exactly, and he went yard. I don't even know if you can call it yard, but I think it left the whole damn stadium. And I know, I know it's a dome. I don't know how it got, must have shot right <laughs> through the thing. So that means uh, Brandon Morrow continues his awesomeness over the last uh, couple of outings that he's had so far. So uh, even up at 8-8 now. Like I said, I don't know if this game will be over in nine innings by the time that we wrap up here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But uh, listen, here's the thing that's going to be interesting tonight as this thing plays out, and it's the debate over how David Rob- uh, Dave Roberts has handled the bullpen. Arnie, just look at Twitter. People are all over it right now. Uh, this was Antelope earlier, at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius in the number one. If the Dodgers lose, then basically <laughs> – Dave Roberts should join Sunday's Detroit Lions and Houston Texans decision-making. Yeah, not not the best decision-making. Here's one. My thoughts exactly, writes Dustin, especially his taking uh, uh, Kitten Maeda out in Game 3 and Woods last night. Uh, here is from at the TE who writes, I don't know if I've ever seen Dave Roberts and Joe Madden in the same room <laughs> at the same time without the magic of TV. Coincidence? Uh, and then one more here from Brendan to kind of wrap up the Dodger tweets. If the Dodgers go on to lose this series, I will question Robert's bullpen management in it. I think that's the that's the fair conversation right now, isn't it? It's fair, but now how come he's not taking out uh, Morrow now? I mean, he gave up another base hit. There's a runner on first. How much trouble does he have to get into? I I, I didn't know you get that much uh, that much rope. You know, I, I thought you go ahead and yank him when you give up a home run and then a single to go ahead and still nobody out. Now, that's pretty much been the whole theme recently. I mean, the bottom line here is you give up one hit and we're going to the pin. You give up uh, one walk and it seems like we're going to the pin. I almost feel like it's, I don't want to say being too picky, too panicky, whatever it might be, but uh, everything that has happened so far in this World Series from a bullpen management position for the Dodgers has been questionable to uh, to say the least. But here they are. 
Bottom of the seventh inning, tie game at eight. Morrow's going to keep rolling, and we'll see how it plays out. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll talk some football. We've got Crown or Crush Him, and we'll hit up more of your tweets. At Stinking Genius One, that's Arnie. I'm at Plank Show, and, of course, everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Talking NFL Week 8 next. How does that ball get out of the yard? Uh, how, how does Correa's ball get out of the yard? Seriously. Uh, Astros have opened it up. Dave Roberts now. I mean, Arnie, you might have been onto something and wanted to pull Moro before the top of the hour. If 11, the bullpen eight. was so thin, you should have just left Kershaw in then instead of pulling him after four and two-thirds. If you knew this was going to happen later on down the line, then he has to stay in the game then. I don't know, Chris. Well, uh, again, with the way the bats have gone, I don't think there's uh, any lead that is safe right now. But 11-8, to eight, though there's nobody out right now in the bottom of the seventh inning for the Houston Astros. Dodgers down to their last six out. But we know this much. We will have a game six coming up on Tuesday night. And the only question is, will it be Dodgers 3-2 or will it be Astros 3-2? And it's kind of crazy because... As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We usually talk three hours every Sunday night of nonstop football. Yeah. Even with Todd Furman coming on, this series in general, and then this game tonight has been so compelling and so intriguing and has had so many different ebbs and flows and ups and downs to it, Arnie, that we, we haven't really had a chance to truly break down the weekend that was not only in college football on Saturday night, we'll talk more about that coming up next segment in Crown or Crush'em, but even the NFL, we haven't had a chance to really go through the games, we haven't really had a chance, and you know what, in all honesty, that's a credit to baseball, isn't it? That's a credit to what these two teams have done, and that's a credit to what this World Series has really accomplished in kind of capturing the imagination of the sports fans, and it's been the buzz on Twitter, and it's been the talk here on Fox Sports Radio, and it's been what you're reading about. I mean, it's Pretty awesome stuff right now with what these two teams are doing. Not only am I fully engulfed in the World Series, I'm not even. I wasn't even switching over during the commercials to the Detroit Pittsburgh game. You know, yeah, when you get like good three minutes of commercial, I wasn't even switching over to the commercials because I just wanted to keep it on the baseball the full time. There, Chris. As a matter of fact, uh, last hour we were uh, we were just sliding in a quick little update as to what was going on on Sunday Night Football, and I flipped over to the game, and I had no idea what the score was because we've been so in on this World Series. And I'll just I'll go out on a limb. I'm pretty sure we haven't seen our last run scored of this game. I don't think we'll don't see know. either bullpen yeah. plug a hole time. in things right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably not done. So let's uh, we'll keep baseball in the back of our mind. Arnie's ahead of everything, so uh, I don't know. What do you have? Do you have <laughs> and people bunny are ears bummed about there? that all over the place, huh? Yes, because you just go, oh, yeah, that's gone. That's not how you react to something significant in a World Series game when you have two diehard fans, one Angel fan who is, when's the last time the Angels won, uh, Nick, who is just waiting to watch us get hurt about something? 2002. 2000. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but it's been a minute for us, too. And Chris, when they just got the home run, all I said was, game over. You didn't say game over. No, no, when we were at a commercial break. We were at a commercial break. And they got the home run to make it 11-8. to eight. I just yelled in, uh, to the guys back at the studio, I go, game over. And they have no idea what I was talking about. And then, boom, they're like, oh, 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 and they started crying. So, Well, uh, <laughs> I, as I like to say, you know, hey, you're in the World Series. It's been a while. You still get to go back to your home field. But, again, uh, we're in the bottom of the seventh. There's nobody out. It's 11-8 Astros lead. Now, I don't think this game is over. 
by any stretch of the imagination with what we've seen tonight. So we'll keep an eye on baseball, uh, but we've got to get into football today in some way, shape, or form on the field, Arnie. There, as much as we complained last hour about the off-the-field stories continuing to dominate, uh, the Bob McNair comments and everything that carried over from there, uh, protest with the Texans today, this buzz that Colin Kaepernick's attorney is trying to create, and then you have Jerry Jones allegedly holding up the new deal for Roger Goodell. We did play some football today, and as much as it gets overshadowed, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit of a tease of Crown and McCrushum here, but can we can we kind of give the Cowboys some credit? Even though they might lose Ezekiel Elliott again tomorrow, but they went into Washington, uh, Washington and they destroyed them uh, down the stretch tonight. I was surprised about that game. I, I was surprised, and I'm, I wasn't going to say it was easy uh, because it did get down to seven points, and then the, the Cowboys put it away. But the Cowboys were always like a step ahead of him. Ezekiel had a great game for 150. Uh, you know, Dak managed the game well. I'm surprised it came somewhat easy, somewhat easy for the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, I got to give them some credit. I'm, I'm not ready to crown them, but uh, yeah, that was a must-win situation. You can't fall under 500, uh, especially if you've got to lose Ezekiel Elliott for the rest of the season or for the next six games. Yeah, and again, when we talk about off-the-field stories, there's one that's going to dominate starting tomorrow. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be another wait and see. I don't know if it's going to be a situation to where the Cowboys are finally going to end up to have it to have to pay the piper here. But, Arnie, you, you then look at that NFC East, and you have arguably, at least record-wise, the best team in the NFL. And the Philadelphia Eagles there, they rolled today over the hapless 49ers. But still, you, you can't fall too far behind them and then put yourself behind the eight ball in the playoff situation. So regardless of what happens with Zeke tomorrow, uh, you get a big win today for Dallas and Washington. And you know what? On the other side of that, I can't figure out the Redskins. Yeah, basically, I could probably put that in front of of the 32 NFL teams, 31 of them, the I can't figure out yeah, the blank. Exactly. <laughs> I can't figure out the Texans. I can't figure out the Seahawks. I can't figure out the Redskins. I mean, are they – I hear people talk Super Bowl contender. I hear people talk playoff possibility. But yet here they are, a game under five hundred. They've lost twice already to the Philadelphia Eagles. And they Eagles. lost all three games in their division, too. That's the killer. And and like I said, this game was so important because the winner gets the upper hand for second place. Because I don't know if either one of them are going to catch Philadelphia. So if you're going to make the playoffs out of that division, you've got to get a wild card. So another reason why it was a big victory for Dallas. But you're right. I, I don't know what to make of this Washington team. They've lost two games in a row. And look, damn Ugly in both of those games. Yeah, and then speaking of not being able to kind of decide whether or not I'm going all in with the team, this was ugly tonight. And like we said, we've been really all in on the on the World Series, but suddenly, somehow, in uh, not the old purtiest form we've ever seen, Arnie after the five interception performance and the three score loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Pittsburgh Steelers have won three games in a row. And I, I don't know if this would be considered too early to start looking at uh, playoff possibilities, but at the halfway poll, they're the number one seed in the AFC. What in the hell has gone right for Pittsburgh? Because we're not watching a team that 
you come away from saying, wow, that was impressive football, but kind of walk away from a team that's you say, wow, they, they survived somehow. They found a way. Ugly win in Kansas City, not a pretty win in Cincinnati. It was ugly tonight against Detroit, but I guess you give them kudos because they what? They keep finding a way, don't they? Well, the Patriots are 6-2 and two also, so I, I, I don't know. But they tie- win the tiebreaker yeah. over New England based on the best win percentage in conference games. Look Ari, at I you doing up. that already after eight games in there. Uh, I'm a little surprised. Uh, look, I thought they were going to win the division. I didn't know they'd have a 6-2 and two record and run away with it a little bit, but we knew that Cleveland wasn't going to be that great of a team. We knew that Baltimore was a uh, flip a coin on them, and I, I stopped believing in Andy Dalton in Cincinnati, so it was by default that we knew that, that Pittsburgh was going to win that division, Chris. Well, but, but but again, let's even rewind. You're talking before the season. Right. They threw five picks against yeah. Jacksonville four weeks ago, Arnie. Yeah. We yeah. buried them then. How the hell have they been able to write the ship? We did wait, a wait, show. We, we buried them. We did a Tom Brady to them to him. Remember when he said, well, maybe I just don't got it or something like yes, that? And absolutely. We thought, well, maybe he doesn't have it anymore. That's it. Bye-bye, Ben. It's the end of his career, right? Didn't we do that a little bit or oh, no? Oh, absolutely, and understandably so. I mean, I was just going to say. Started we, it. <laughs> he started it. He did. And we kind of thought, oh, well, maybe that's just him. Maybe that's Ben being Ben, like we know him or something. But yet here they are, and they've put together an incredible streak. Now, one other team, because we've spent a lot of time on the AFC, I do want to shift over to the NFC and talk Seahawks. So uh, every single week, this seems like to – this seems to be a team, Arnie, that's very much in your crosshairs. And again, they have the poor start to the season. They start one and two, and I, I still can't figure out how they lost to Tennessee. But don't look now, and they've put together four straight wins, won a dominating performance over Indianapolis, which was really the only true dominating performance. The Rams game was ugly. Uh, the Giants game, for the most part, was ugly. And then today was almost borderline miraculous. They've got Washington, Arizona on short on a short week. They play uh, Washington next Sunday, and then they play Arizona on the ninth. So their their turnaround is quick, and then they get eleven days off before the Falcons. So they've got oh, a pretty interesting, nice. yeah, they've got a pretty interesting little three game stretch. That's favorable up. schedule, especially because yeah. we don't believe in the Falcons. That that's a great three game stretch there. So suddenly, I mean, have they reestablished themselves as the dominant team in the AFC in in the NFC West, or do they still have some concerns about the uh, the Los Angeles Rams right now? Well, they should still be concerned about the Rams. I mean, the Rams have a better offense, and defensively, both teams are, are pretty much equal on that, though maybe the Rams uh, don't have, obviously, as good of a home field advantage as Seattle's does. That damn home field advantage up there, and it could drive you batty. So whenever yeah. you have to go up to Seattle, it's just a killer up there, there, Chris. I think there's a, you know, you, you get to this point now where we spend so much time, and I think the, the, the royal we, if you will, spend so much time complaining about the product and everything that's taking place where you start circling certain games on your schedule. I'll be honest with you, Arnie, as far as the Seahawks' schedule is concerned, there's two games that I have circled on their schedule. It's December 3rd when they play Philadelphia at home. That'll be a Sunday night game, so we'll be able to follow it live right here uh, with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. And then... They host the Rams on December seventeenth. So, so I I just gave you their last three or their next three games coming up, but there's a couple of key games coming up for the Seahawks. And, and on the other side of that today, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he sealed the oh. rookie of the year, right? I mean, that that's a done deal, isn't it? 
I would think. I mean, he's just tremendous. And, look, I, I love what he's done so far, but to do it up in Seattle, I mean, that yeah. just blows my mind. He's the real deal. I, I can't believe I ever questioned this guy coming out of college going, well, I'm not so sure about this guy. He He's the real deal. My goodness, man, I just love him. I heard a great stat from Jonas Knox before we hit the air that uh, rookie quarterbacks playing in Seattle were like 1-6 heading into today's game yeah. and didn't have really good numbers. I think the only win was, what, Andy Dalton? So to see Deshaun Watson go out and do what he did today, I mean, with that defense, and I know they're banged up and they've lost J.J. Uh, J. Watt and they've lost their, their middle linebacker, so they're in a little bit of trouble. But still to go to Seattle and put 38 yeah. on the Seahawks, and it, it, they did get one pick six on, and that was Earl Thomas making a play. Early in the game, yeah. Very early in the game. But, man, I, I can't help but kind of every, – everything also comes with a little asterisk, uh, asterisk, so I'll do this. I can't help but dig Deshaun Watson in that Houston Texans uniform and at the same time lament that Cleveland passed on not only having him – but potentially having Carson Wentz as well, too. I mean, there just has to be uh, either a couple of guys lose jobs over that, but when you're looking at 0-8 right now and you still don't have your quarterback problem solved and you got this bevy of draft picks, but you passed on two guys that look like franchise guys, it's got to be nightmare time in that front office in Cleveland, right? I don't know how GM keeps keeps their jobs. Seriously, when they when they screw up the draft so often, I mean, really, it's, it's embarrassing. I wish somebody would go ahead and you know start reviewing some of the bad moves and who got picked ahead of who so we can get a good laugh at this i mean it's it goes for all the drafts too not just football but basketball also it's it's just it's just a joke we're in the top of the eighth inning dodgers trying to rally they trail 11 to 8 and when we come back to the geico fox sports radio studios We'll play our award-winning weekly game, Crown Him or Crush Him, and we'll start with the focus on college football. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios right here on a Fox Football Sunday. All right, future Arnie, give us an update on the baseball game. First and second, top of the eighth, one out. They just hit a a Dodger batter. I don't know who they hit. Uh, Chris so Taylor. First and second, they're going to make a pitching change with a tie run coming to the plate. Uh, 11-8 Astros over the Dodgers. Top of the eighth, one out, first and second. So that, that's what you um, got there. I'll, I'll add this. I am now of the belief that this game will not be over by the time our show is done. It's just, it's got this not only extra innings feel to it, a marathon feel to it. I, I could see, I could see Steve DeSager uh, like the 13th inning, suddenly, hey, Chris Taylor is coming into pitch now for the Dodgers. Exactly. You'd have shortstops pitching if that's going to be the case. The longest postseason, excuse me, the longest World Series game in history, we're talking nine-inning games, was four hours, 19 minutes. Oh, this oh, broke we're blow by This that. is yeah. over four hours already, and we're not to the ninth inning yet. That was, of course, a Boston World Series game a decade ago. Uh, of course. When they beat Colorado 10-5. to So this is going to break it. The longest postseason game ever was over four and a half hours, 437, so this could be breaking that as well. Oh, that will too, yeah. And you asked the question earlier this hour, how did that Correa home run get out of here to (laughs) extend the lead in the bottom of the seventh? The guys at StatCast for MLB said it had, because it was a very high hit, and you thought it was going to land down in the glove of the left fielder who's waiting and waiting on the warning track. Instead, it went into the seats. They said it was 48 degrees up, but it went less than 330 feet out. 
and still went into the seats. In other words, it's a home run there in Houston, but in just about no other ballpark in the major leagues. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Unbelievable. Home Leo, cooking. That's what you get, Eric, bringing those fences. Eric Roberts and I, who are diehard Dodger fans, were complaining that Jock Peterson said if it was Correa, would have been out. But it's, a, it's still a double. <laughs> and Is there a reason run. why he wasn't running the yeah, he was, triple? He was admiring it and wondering oh. if it was going to get out like Correa's. Instead, he winds up on second instead of third. Now the pitching change. By the way, Brandon Morrow, on the Dodgers radio pregame in L.A. before the contest tonight, they said Brandon Morrow, who's pitched in literally – nearly every playoff game this year, 12 out of 13, was not going to be available tonight. And then tonight's game winds up so crazy, they try and steal a couple outs in the bottom of the seventh in a close game and bring him in. He lasted six pitches and gave yeah. up four runs. Well, once you, once you give up the home run, that okay, that's fine. You want to stay with him. Then he gives up the single. And I said to Pike, we were on the air. I go, that's it. You Especially when Roberts is pulling pitchers, when they give up one hit. Uh, you've got to replace him. Yeah, and, you could see yeah. that there was nothing there. Baseball Reference, a superb website, said they, they looked up how many guys have had six pitches or fewer in a relief appearance the <laughs> last oh, 30 baby. years. Uh, actually, it's been 41,000 pitchers have just six pitches or fewer in their appearance. But out of those 41,000, only two other guys gave up four runs in six pitches. Here come the Dodgers, Plank. How about that, big boy? We have no idea what's happened, Arnie. You have oh, to tell I, us. You, you want me to know what? what it, it, Corey Seager, RBI double. Come on, man. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. Corey Seager. Who, uh, by the way, again, there had been some buzz that maybe wouldn't see a lot of time in the field in the American League parks and might just DH and have Culberson be the guy at short. But uh, he's pretty much made a go of it. So impressive stuff from uh, Corey Seager. Dodgers they could have scored. To, they, Get back they in this uh, Whoever's game. on third, who was that at third? They could have scored. He could have scored. Taylor, Chris yeah, Taylor. So you got, so you got uh, Seager at third, a uh, second, and Corey Taylor at third. So the Dodgers now down eleven to nine. So big stuff coming up. So where, Arnie? You're very much ahead of me. You have to be specific here. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Okay. Where are the base runners? Where are we at? Runners at second and third. They're coming out to the mound now. Uh, top of the eighth, one out, eleven nine. Obviously, you're going to need a single, uh, and maybe that will tie it up. Uh, they're just—they're not going to make a pitching change. They're just talking to him, uh, which is surprising. It seems like every time they go out there, they're making a pitching change. So they're—they're uh, uh, they're figuring out how they're going to go ahead and pitch to Justin Turner, who <laughs> all he has to do is find one of the gap, and this game's going to be tied. Eleven nine Dodgers trail. We're in the top of the eighth inning. Oh, uh, the uh, sooner are the Dodgers, excuse me, trying to get back in this game. <laughs> Thinking Oklahoma now in my mind. I'm already had to bet them. All right. Uh, well, while we follow this, we'll attempt to for the next 20 minutes or so yeah. play crown them or crush them. And I mentioned Sooners because my mind is on college football. So what do you say, Nick? Let's get after it with crown them or crush them. It's done. It's done. The games are done. It ain't over it's over. Now it's time to crown them or crush them. Crown him or crush him from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com. Do it now. Um, Arnie, let's start with college football, shall yeah. we? Go ahead. Uh, because on Tuesday, we will get our first playoff rankings. Is that like Crown a holiday em? for you, by the way? Is that is, like, Are you in your seat with popcorn like an hour and a half before <laughs> a time and stuff or what? 
here's I'll be honest with you. I can't stand the show that's been created around some of these rankings. Right. I hate the show that's been created around this uh, the the field announcement in college fo- uh, basketball. Just just tell me the damn teams. You know, tell me where they're playing. Tell <laughs> oh, me you where can't do ranked. it that easy. Stop it. Come on now. So here's my crown them or crush them. Arnie, crown it or crush it. Two SEC, two Big Ten teams in the top four on Tuesday uh, afternoon. Two SEC and two, uh, which one, Big Ten teams you said? Yeah, I think it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio well, State, Al- and Wisconsin. Well, Alabama's already in, so that's a done deal, and it's going to be Georgia. So, yes, you're going to go ahead and get the two SEC teams. By the way, uh, Dodgers are going to hold up a runner at third. They just, uh, I believe, scored again. So I think it's now 11-10. to 10. I'll, I'll double-check that in a second because they haven't changed the score, but I just kind of looked up and that was going. Yeah, Alabama and Georgia are going to go ahead and get in it. Uh, Ohio State's going to be in it, so that'll be one of the Big Ten teams. I'm not so sure uh, Wisconsin's going to be the other one. I get the feeling that Notre Dame is going to be the fourth team in. I don't think it's going to be Clemson. I don't think it's going to be Miami. I don't think they're going to put Wisconsin there. I'm going to go with Notre Dame, so the answer is no to that. I agree with you. I, it's hard to say that, by the way, on this show. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I think you're a top four. Oh, run didn't the score, rankings, by the way. I'm sorry. It's still 11 to 9. I apologize. All right. When the rankings are released tomorrow night, oh, uh, wait, uh, well, on the East Coast tomorrow night, I think it's going to be Bama 1. I think they're going to have Georgia 2. They'll have Ohio State 3. And I think Notre Dame's going to be their fourth team. Wisconsin's strength of schedule is just not great. Now, now keep in mind, the initial playoff rankings, even though they wait, thankfully, as late as they do into the season, Arnie, they're not always the best. Last year, and, and, and not only being the best, not always the worst either, uh, two of the four teams made the final four from the initial rankings in 2016, but one of the four teams remained unranked. Uh, or finished the season unranked, and that was Texas A&M. Your first four teams in 2016 in the four-team playoff rankings were Bama, Clemson, Michigan, who finished sixth, and Texas A&M. But perhaps the best ever, first ever playoff ranking came in the initial playoff ranking in 2014 when Mississippi State was one, Florida State (laughs) was two, Auburn was three, and Ole Miss was four. They had three SEC teams in the rankings, and none of those SEC teams ended up making the four-team playoff. I picked Michigan. They're not even in the top 25 anymore. How about that? No, no, you didn't just pick them. You guaranteed them. There's a little bit of a difference Ah. between picking them and guaranteeing them, just to be honest with you. All right, uh, with the the game tight, we're late, uh, kind of a white-knuckle time, Arnie. Crown them or crush them, we'll have a game seven on Wednesday. We will have a game seven on Wednesday. Even if the Dodgers don't win this game, I'm not so sure that Verlander are going to go ahead and win on the road against. Uh, they're going to be you uh, put you Darvish in Game Seven, so it's going to be what Wood in Game Six. I like the Dodgers back at home, but this one's not over. Eleven to nine, a base hit goes ahead and ties this thing up. So, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a Game Seven. This has been a great World Series to watch. Well, no, I think Rich Hill will go in Game Six, Arnie. I oh, think did I go say, with... okay, Rich Hill, my bad, my bad. Yeah, and then you'll have your choice of Darvish or Alex Wood in Game 7. I think there's a chance that if things don't go well for Rich Hill in Game 6 that they could use you, Darvish, in relief. And since Alex Wood was so successful in Game 4, maybe use him in Game 7. Or if you want to bring back Kershaw, I think that's a possibility too. But I'm with you. Crown him. 
Game seven Wednesday night in this series, regardless, I think, of what happens here this evening. All right, we'll hit pause on Crown em or Crush em from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios because uh, in addition to Arnie, future Arnie, being able to keep tabs on this game, Steve DeSager has been uh, keeping tabs as well, too. So let's get an update on Woo! exactly everything DeSager has seen. Well, it, it, we've seen a lot just in this game. On Fox TV, it's game five of the World Series in Houston, top of the eighth inning. Two outs, but the Dodgers have runners at second and third, down by two. It's Astros 11-9, to and they're making a pitching change. A pitcher from Southern California, Cal State Fullerton, Chris Davinsky, a right-hander, is coming in with two on, two out. Andre Ethier had been announced as the pinch hitter for the Dodgers, a left-handed batter. Davinsky ate up left-handed batters in the regular season. They hit 111 against him, so we'll see if Ethier stays up at the plate. Astros 11-9, two outs in the eighth, and so many pitches in this long game, as mentioned. By the way, Ethier is staying up. By the end of the eighth inning, the Houston pitching staff will have thrown about 200 pitches in eight innings of this game tonight. Wow, it was an incredible series before tonight, and it has topped itself unbelievably, and it's not even over quite yet. The uh, NFL game went to Pittsburgh. By the way, Ethier does stay up, and on an 0-1 pitch, he grounds out. We go to the bottom of the eighth. Davinsky just the job. The Dodgers down by two, leave two on base. Middle of the eighth, 11-9 Houston. The winner tonight goes up three games to two. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Pittsburgh Steelers now 6-2 and two after the win at Detroit tonight, 20-15. to 15. Juju Smith-Schuster of the Steelers, seven receptions, 193 yards, including a 97-yard touchdown that came just a few plays after a goal line stand by the Pittsburgh defense. Dallas in the rain, one at Washington, 33-19. Ezekiel Elliott, 33 carries, 150 yards rushing, and two touchdowns, all after a fumble on the first play of the day. Seattle is 5-2. and two. In fact, Seahawks have won four straight. They scored late to beat Houston 41-38. As mentioned earlier, Houston fans have already been through the ringer today watching that (laughs) Texans game. Deshaun Watson had 402 yards passing, four touchdowns, three interceptions. He was sacked five times at Seattle. On the ground, Watson with eight carries, 67 yards. DeAndre Hopkins had over 200 yards receiving, and still Houston lost 41-38. Kyle Busch, the NASCAR winner. And guys, in the NBA, Cleveland lost at home to the New York Knicks tonight. Give us the championship. Again, Cleveland loses, and it's not close. Three and four record so far this year. Tonight, the Knicks win at 114-95. And Detroit, which is 5-2, won at Golden State, 115-107. How about this? Clay Thompson, 29 points. Kevin Durant, 28. Steph Curry, 27. And they did not win. The rest of the team had 23 points combined. Wow. <laughs> we are the New York Knicks. Well, Arnie, last week you questioned if they'd even win a game. and now I know that, but now we've won nets. two. Let me enjoy it, would you please? Let me enjoy it. Now I'm thinking playoffs are a possibility. <laughs> Thanks, Sager. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. Steve will be back here in the ne- uh, next segment to break things down for us. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And as Steve mentioned, we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Dodgers cut it to two, eleven to nine. I thought we'll that was going to be a hit by Ethier. I, I, you know, I know it was down the line, but I thought it was going to get between. I, I didn't know it was like pulled down the line. I thought it was going to be a gapper there. 
I, I will say this much, as funny as it is that your feed is so significantly ahead of all of ours, uh, you questioning whether or not it was a run to make it 11 to 10, and then, no, wait, hold on, that didn't happen. What just happened? It's very it's very confusing future, Arnie. We need I to work d- on it. We need to fine-tune this. I just kind of looked up at the last minute, and they were going crazy, and I forgot that they were playing it. You like, oh, they must have scored a run. <laughs> Gosh, 11 to 9 as we head to the bottom of the eighth inning. All right, let's dive back into some Cronomer crushing because uh, we, we, we touched a little bit, a little bit on college football in the last segment. But let me throw one more out there. Cronum or Crushem, Florida's next head coach will be either Scott Frost at Central Florida or Dan right. Mullen at Mississippi State. Well, what happened to Chip Kelly? Uh, Chip Kelly's the next head coach at UCLA, right? Oh, I, I didn't know that. I thought he was going to be the next head coach at Florida. I thought Bob Stoops was going to be the next head coach at Tennessee. Didn't you guys have this all figured out? Isn't that all I've heard on this network over no, the last I, couple of days? You, was, you well, like Chip Kelly over those two? Uh, yeah, well, I, I thought that's the way they're going to go. I, I'm not saying that's the better hire, but then I'm going to have to say crush him because I, I think that's the way they're going to go. Unless there's something you know that I don't, I, I think that that's the number one uh, person on their radar right now. It's got to be Chip Kelly, uh, and, unless they're going to go ahead and do the whole search all over again and start from the very beginning. That's the person I would go after. You know, if I'm a Nebraska and you know Nebraska craves a guy like Scott Frost coming yeah, in and taking over that program. Yeah. Absolutely. A great quarterback. Don't You move quickly, right? I mean, I, if there is one thing, I know we, we still have quite a ways to go in the college football season, but Arnie, if you see another team make a move, and you know they could be coming after your guy, I know you can't like hire him on the spot, right? but you you got to make a move, right? I mean, bye-bye Mike Riley at Nebraska. Just so you know, Scott Frost, there's going to be an opening. I'm not saying you just knee-jerk, but Florida's going to get a jump start on him. Though the way you no, bring that's it up. No, that's not true. You, Believe me, you know, I'm sure there's been some. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? There, you know, there's a there's going to go ahead and, uh, you know, be somebody that goes and contacts him and says, hey, don't jump the gun here. Maybe there's going to be a uh, an opening for you in Nebraska. So let's just hold off for a little bit. Yeah. And, and then here, let's add one more thing to that. I think Chip Kelly is so intriguing to be a potential college coach again. But Arnie. Would you rather go and hire a guy that's been out of the game for a year or two? Well, actually, how long has it been since Chip Kelly's been out at Oregon? Three, four years. Yeah, yeah. And bring him back. Or go with someone that's been in the recruiting mix, still has all the contacts, turned around a Central Florida that, a team that didn't win a game a couple of years ago. Or or if, if you want to use Dan Mullen as, as an example here, you, you go ahead and bring in a guy that's toiled in a place that it's really hard to win. No offense, Mississippi State. That's a tough place to get recruits to come to in Starkville, and he's done it. I mean, would you rather go and reach for a Chip Kelly and try to make him your guy or go get someone that's been in the mix for the last couple of years? I don't think years? I'd want to go to Chip Kelly. I, I don't like his attitude. I don't know him personally. He just rubs me I the wrong you. way. So I think it's more important to have somebody that's going to relate to the kids and is a better recruiter than so much what their record was and where they came from. Though it's not a starter job, so you're certainly not going to go ahead and I don't want to give it to some coordinator who's been around for like 50 years. Uh, I don't want to do that either. I do want to have a big name out there, but uh, I'm not so sure Chip Kelly's the way I want to go. All right, crown him or crush him. Butch Jones is the next coach to get fired in college football. 
Yes, I, I'll say crowd them on that. I mean, what they just lost to Kentucky. Well, even before they lost to Kentucky, they were they wanted to can him a long time ago. I'm surprised he is going in the last year, but it doesn't do you really any good to get fired in the middle of the year, Florida. But uh, that's exactly what Tennessee's going to do. They'll get him rid of the end of the year, and then they'll have to start the search for their head coach. By the way, uh, update the Astros add a run on a solo shot from Brian McCann, 13 to 9 now. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Dodgers, I think, are really going to live to regret not getting more than just one run in the uh, top of the eighth inning. Uh, all right, let's get a couple of NFL thoughts in here. We touched on this earlier, but Arnie, crown them or crush them. The Cowboys are back, 4-3 and three on the season. They won over the Redskins, 33-19. to 19. Challenging schedule coming up. Ezekiel Elliott could be suspended tomorrow, but they're back, baby. Crown them or crush them? Uh, no, I'm going to crush them on that. They're not back. Uh, and by the way, 12-9, not 13 12-9 Did Astros. I say 13? Sorry. Yeah, 12, 12 Astros. Over the, no, they're not back. I'm not ready to go ahead and say that. And look, let's see what the Ezekiel Elliott suspension is going to bring by this week. I mean, it changes week to week out there. Hey, it was a good game. But before that, they had their struggles. I'm saying they're on the road to being back. They're just not back yet. So I'm going to say i got to crush them on that, Chris. By the way, consider this. The next three opponents for the Cowboys are a combined 16-6 and six on the season. That includes Kansas City at home. They go to Atlanta, even though I don't think any of us are big on Atlanta. Right, right. And then in three weeks, they play the Eagles. The question is whether or not they'll have Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, we'll have an update they'll on that. They'll lose to the Eagles, to that's for sure. Yeah. Next hour. Yeah, that's pretty soft. And then uh, crown them or crush them, the Browns are going to go winless this season. I hate to do what's that. What's the I remaining only... schedule? I know they're 0-8, so what's the remaining schedule? Do you have it in front of you? Because uh, it's not looking at good at this point. So You've you got to think there's one winnable game out of the bunch. Right. They go to Detroit, and their bye week is coming up. That's so a they've possibility. Got their, they've got their bye week. They go to Detroit, then back home for Jacksonville in Cincy in Los Angeles. Oh, no, I'm going to say they're going to win a game. Yes, they're going to win a game. Okay, Packers, Ravens, Bears, and Steelers. So, oh, they got the Bears. Maybe on Christmas Eve <laughs> against the Bears. So, uh, Bears. Bears. So you're saying you're saying crush them. You're buying that the Browns are going to pull one off. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm saying they're going to get maybe even two wins when it's all said. Whoa. Done. They'll, yeah, they'll they'll get it, and it won't even come down till the end. There, they'll get one in the next uh, two to three games. All right, then I'll add one more. Crown them or crush them. Crown them. The 49ers will win more than two games with the eight the f- left. 49ers, and look, they've lost a lot of close games. See, that's the yes, part that have. was impressive. At least at least early on they did. And they don't play in the hardest division. It's not like the Rams will be juggernauts or the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I, I say two games exactly. Did you say more than right. two games? That works. Crown them, baby. I'll take right. that I'll say I'll say two games because eventually it will equal out. They'll get – They'll get one win they should have, and they'll get one lucky win. So I'll give them two wins when it's all said and done. Uh, DeSager might have it in the next segment, but there is a stat where I think it was, what, the first team to ever lose five straight games by a field goal or less. And so they topped that bad boy off by getting beat by a combined score of 73-20. to in their last two games. And they lost both Joe Staley and Jimmy Ward today. Joe Staley, their standout left tackle, free safety Jimmy Ward. They, they do have the Cardinals next week, followed by the Giants. And then wow. In, and then in four weeks, they get the Bears in Chicago. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, I'm saying they'll what two out of the three. Well, they'll beat the Giants. Giants are just hideous also. So yeah, when I feel we come good back, about that. 
when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. Steve DeSager slides in, gets us caught up on everything that we've missed so far. We're in the bottom of the eighth inning. Astros lead the Dodgers 12-9. to Oh, boy, they've gone with Stripling. We're in big trouble, Dodger fan. More to come on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. Great news. This game has finally gone to the ninth. Want even greater news? There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We'll have, I, I don't know, Arnie, maybe an hour's worth of reaction coming up next. Maybe if the Dodgers lose, everyone is out and they're done for the night and they go to bed. I don't know, but we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see if the Dodger fans call on in. But, you know, they'll have the post game locally in Los Angeles, so we might not even be on in L.A. before it's all said and done. I, they may have to be up to Ben Maller to see what the Dodger fans have to – though it's not over because the Dodgers already have the leadoff guy on. But uh, could you imagine a miracle like this by putting three runs up at the top of the ninth or what? Arnie, why do you act like the only place where Dodger fans live in is in L.A. They're all across the country listening to us here on the vast oh, stop. Fox Sports like Radio Network fans or and Raider on iHeartRadio. This is America's team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll see if they can pull it off. All right, Steve DeSager is in the house. We spend our final segment of our He's crabby uh, because hour. his it's, Dodgers are losing. It's going to be a long Dodger talk tonight locally after the way this bullpen has continued to work and be overused. And frankly, this game, it's just the perfect storm. They were overused already, and then you have this type of I don't know. I was about to call it a historic game, but as mentioned, in 1993, we did have this kind of game in Philadelphia. It was 15-14 to 14, Toronto that <laughs> night. So we have actually seen it in our lifetimes. But anyway, with the latest home run, the fifth Houston is hit tonight. That's 21 homers in the series. 21 in five games. That's insane. That already ties the all-time World Series record. Almost half of those home runs have come off Dodgers relief pitchers. So, yes, it'll wow. be a long Dodger talk Stop today. using the juiced balls for the World Series. You, you know, I was one. explaining some of the Game 1, Game 2 homers in L.A. that seemed to fly out because it was 100 degrees. Whenever it's super hot in L.A., the ball does fly out. But the actual baseballs are different for the World Series. So I'm not saying I disagree with any of the Houston pitchers who are suspicious. There was great ratings for college football yesterday in that superb Ohio State-Penn State game yesterday on Fox. It got a 6.4 rating. Then wow. baseball got a 10.6 right after it. Baseball's wow. been getting great ratings the past week. That college football, by the way, that was the number two rated college football game of the season behind oh. the Oklahoma opener against Florida State. The ratings that I've seen the past week for baseball, Fox started in the opener with 15 million viewers and then 15.5 the next game and then 15.7 the next game. The Saturday night game they just had – got even a slightly better overnight rating than the Cubs game for from a year ago. Wow. And I assume this one, especially with some people joining after football, this is going to get large ratings tonight, and we're going to have Verlander in a Game 6 at Dodger Stadium on Tuesday night. Even without Cubs or Yankees, the ratings have been doing very well for this postseason. By the way, last night, the baseball got four times the rating as the college football that was on opposite it so how's the nba doing in ratings so far remember they started the regular season a couple weeks early right they were on thursday night with the regular tnt doubleheader and the world series was off thursday and basketball was opposite the worst thursday night football game of the year that the nfl has put forth that 40 to nothing basketball on tnt thursday night averaged 
1.3 million viewers. Horrible. Wasn't it like the Kings and the Pelicans, though, or some <laughs> awful matchup like that? The that two only games I was combined watching? average that. And, and the college Ooh. football Thursday night, 1.1 million. Yeah, Don't, well, like, Real Housewives work. get more than that or something? <laughs> Project Runway got more than that on Lifetime oh. that night. Oh, jeez. Yes, I'm not kidding. Yuck. Some football notes tomorrow night. We've got Kansas City hosting Denver. The Broncos' offense has been horrendous the last two weeks. The Chiefs are 5-2. and two. You know, before the crazy loss at Oakland their last game, the Chiefs had dominated the division, won 12 straight against the AFC West. So a division matchup tomorrow. Alex Smith, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions so far. Guys rightfully talk about today Deshaun Watson for Rookie of the Year. There is another candidate, people. He's going to be playing in Kansas City tomorrow. Running back Kareem ah, Hunt good point. has started his career with seven straight 100-yard games from scrimmage. Nobody in NFL history has done that before. Two other notes. To an old running back, Frank Gore today with his 100th straight start. No running back in the last decade has started 100 straight games in the NFL. You'd have to go back to Curtis Martin, the last guy to do that. And which pro sports team of the four major pro sports leagues in North America has the longest postseason drought? Hasn't been to the playoffs in 17 years. The Buffalo oh, Bills. It is the Buffalo Bills who are now five and two. Matching By the way, sorry, it took me their a, a best. Puig just went yard. Two one homer for Puig. Puig. It is one out in the ninth. 12, 12 11 Houston. Relax, relax. They're still down by a run. That's what I was about to say. Well, relax. What are you going to do? 12, bring 11. in the closer? They don't have a closer anymore. They don't have Houston. a closer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Sorry, Steve. That's I didn't no. Mean to upset. By all uh, means, uh, we're a live yeah. radio show. This is like remember Yasiel Puig? Didn't he have the tenth or eleventh inning home run in that crazy game Wednesday night in Game Two at home? It's like it's this is never going to end for crying out loud. And the home run comes off the Southern California native Chris Davinsky, who is the sixth Houston pitcher as they keep trotting him out. Dodgers have used six, but have not used their closer. And yet. they're leaving him in too. It's all him. No. Oh. Nobody else. He's going the rest of the way. They had, it's do or die yeah. with this guy. They had asked the manager, A.J. Hinch, before tonight, are you going to use the closer this evening? And he said, no, I think we might be giving him a break from that role <laughs> this evening. <laughs> By the way, that's the record now, 22 home runs in five games of this World Series. Well, who knows what will happen when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Yasiel Puig goes yard. The Dodgers have cut it to one. Whew. Everybody exhale. We'll have reaction when we come back. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's Fox Sports Radio. Tie game. Tie game. Unbelievable. Chris Taylor. A base hit up the middle with two outs in the ninth. And the Dodgers have tied it at 12. Are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. This game I hope it never ends. I hope I hope I go to bed tonight at like 3 a.m. and I wake up at 5 and it's still going on. I'm not going to have a voice left tomorrow, and we still have 59 minutes to go. Uh, we are coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Arnie, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. The Dodgers. <laughs> We're going to go to the bottom of the ninth, but I want to tell you something for a second there. I thought that bitch was out of here. Oh, baby. And Corey here Seager. comes Jensen in the pitch of the ninth. Corey Seager chased George Springer to the warning track, but a clutch two-strike pitch by Chris Taylor 
absolutely may have saved the series for the Dodgers. Could have I been. Know it goes Very back. well, yeah. I know it goes back to uh, to Los Angeles. Um, I know the Dodgers uh, still have to deal with the bottom of the ninth inning, and I know this game has been absolutely bananas. But all night long, DeSager has been talking about the, what, Phillies game with the Blue Jays. And we were kind of laughing, ha-ha, oh, it's crazy. We might reach that point, Arnie, if this thing keeps rolling a little bit longer. So uh, Dodgers and Astros going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Houston looking to walk it off, if you will. But, I mean, I, I, I know this is a, a phrase that's overused in our business, but have you ever, Arnie? <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen anything like this while you're on the air as wild as what we've seen from momentum swings, from power, from the the lack of pitching, from what whatever you want to use as some sort of descriptive way in describing what happened tonight. This is crazy. No and, way and it, I would have thought that the Dodgers could come back from this. You know, when you look at that in-game betting that uh, Jonas talks about all the time, I bet you it was like a 99% chance that the Astros would win this game when they started the top of the ninth inning with a three-run lead, Chris. It's my least favorite stat. On the planet, I think. No, <laughs> win pro- not 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 the live bet, not not the live bet. Jesus, I mean the win probability. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. And I think whenever people say, "Well, their win probability was ninety nine," who cares? I mean, it, Did, it's a it's a dumb stat that dorks bring up to try to make themselves more. That's sporty. me. Did you know that there was uh, six innings or six <laughs> half innings that had three runs or more in this game? Just, three by the Dodgers, well, three by the Astros. Uh, at MLB on Fox just tweeted this. So so keep this in mind. If you're, I don't know, maybe maybe you're just waking up and getting ready to go into work for the third shift. Uh, maybe you kind of moved away from baseball and you decided, hey, I'll do some family things. I'll catch up with Arnie and Plank later. They got me covered. Well, here you go. This game started 4-0. It was then tied 4-4. Then it was 7-4. Then it was 7-7. Then it was 8-7. Then it was 8-8. Then it was 11 to 8. Then it was 11 to 9. Then it was 12 to 9. And now it's 12 to 12 going to the bottom of the ninth did, inning. By the way, did you see on a little side note, did you see the Puig home run that <laughs> made it 12-11? Did you happen to see what happened afterwards? No, no, what happened afterwards? I don't I didn't understand this. It looked like an Astro fan was cheering because he caught the ball. But the guy next to him ended up with the ball and threw it back, and he was really upset. I, it was kind of, You have to look at it. If you can see it again, you'll have to look at it. It's pretty fun. Have to look at the highlights. I saw someone complaining about it on Twitter. So uh, I don't know if it was maybe uh, – they claimed that they had taken it from a female fan, I think, and threw no, it back. No, no, so, I didn't yeah. see that. I, you didn't I see that? Know. Okay. Well, you know, you Twitter's know it was never so wrong, fast. Arnie. It was so fa- Well, it was so fast, Chris. And, yeah, well, I know one guy had a look on his face – like death, so I just want you to know that. <laughs> well, uh, if you're Houston, you couldn't ask for a better guy to be your guy to start off the bottom of the ninth inning. Already tonight, Jose Altuve has a three-run home run. He has a double. He has a single. He's responsible for four RBIs. He's also scored three runs. So you got your best in Altuve against the best of the Dodgers with uh, Kenley Jansen. So this should be fun to follow. And somehow, some way, Arnie, we've got to do a radio show in the middle of this. I, I almost feel like we can't talk about football right now. I, I almost feel like, I mean, I-, I loaded up all this audio 
from some of the post game that we'll get to from football earlier today. Uh, the, I mean, Jim McElwain, uh, we had a high profile coach in college football get fired. But Arnie, I can't, I can't pull myself away from this baseball game right now. Can you? It's great for baseball. I mean, look, yes, it's the World Series, but it isn't. Look, I know we're not in ratings, but as in uh, just interest, I think it surpassed the NFL over the last week, uh, especially what happened over just today. So, yeah, I I can't get enough of this. Like I said, I didn't even put on the uh, Pittsburgh-Detroit game. While the commercials were on, I'm like, no way! I'm just leaving it on baseball, and I'm, I'm. Just, if it's a commercial, I got up and got something to eat or a coffee or something. But I didn't change a channel. I just wanted it on baseball the whole night. I, I kind of like this off uh, Twitter. You can hit this up while the game is going on. Yeah, a lot at of Plank tweets. Show. Yeah, that is me. Arnie is at Stinking Genius One. Uh, I love this. Uh, Beck hit me up. She goes, I legit can't handle this sport. I don't think anyone truly can right now, and that's a positive phrase. You know, you're. If if you have a rooting interest, you're on pins and needles right now because either for Houston trying to win their first ever World Series title, for the Dodgers trying to put themselves in position already to win their first since 88. And even if you don't have a rooting interest, I mean, this has just been incredible. And to think that game one of this World Series, game one of this World Series was a two-hour and (laughs) 30-minute game. Guys, think about that for a moment. Two hours and 30 minutes today was only, what, the fifth inning or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. Altuve flies out to center field, so there's one out here. I was a little nervous. The crowd jumped up. I'm like, is that a home run or what? I can't can't even tell anymore if they're home runs. No, every bat, every ball that leaves a bat you think is, is pretty much gone. Or and close, then you, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the Beer Baron has been all over it right now. Uh, at Beer Baron 14 writes, the Astros bullpen good, did a good job holding the Dodgers to only three runs in the ninth inning. Uh, so I, he, might, he might actually be right whenever all said, you know, is Chris, said and done. I don't know the bullpen situation for the Astros. I can't squander a three-run lead. I, I got to do whatever I can to win game five and worry about game six later on. I don't care if I got to get Verlander up. I, I don't care. Wow. All hands on deck. This is, like I said with Kershaw, you've, you've got to make a case for yourself. This is game five, and we're talking about two more outs or, or when it, when there was one out. Or, I, I can't let that happen. Somebody got to oh. close this door for me. I got to make another move. Somebody, who's, who's going to step up and give me one or two outs, would you please? What a play by Bellinger know, along the what, first huh? baseline. So now there's two outs. Jansen's thrown four pitches so far, and we are one out away from extra innings. I will say, and, and, and again, you'll hear the oohs and ahs as we follow this and kind of bring it to you live. This is, honestly, guys, this has become similar to our Super Bowl show in a lot of ways, right, Arnie? Oh, I mean, absolutely. This is, what, what, you're, what we're bringing to you now is pretty much what we've done the last, what, two, three years during the Super Bowl because this has taken over the sports world right now. There's two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, dodge every ball that leaves the bat, you think, oh, no, that's trouble. Even foul balls right now with the way things have gone this evening. And uh, already here you got an opportunity with a guy who's already hit a three-run homer and has been the center of all kinds of controversy Chris, to potentially end the game here. I never had a chance to ask you, what did you think about the five-game suspension instead of the one World Series game suspension uh, to Guriel after the incident? Well, I'll, I'll say whenever I had been so uh, – last night, for those who don't know, I – I am the sideline reporter for Oklahoma Sooner football. So, unfortunately, Arnie, I wasn't able to really keep tabs on the the game too terribly much last night because 
We had ourselves a doozy. We had ourselves a really long football game here Saturday night. But whenever all was said and done, someone on the sidelines had said, oh, yeah, he got suspended five games. And they weren't clear about when the suspension was. So (laughs) I, I, I kid you not. I thought up until I started preparing for the show tonight and getting ready for the game, they had booted him for the rest of the World Series based on the way that it had played out. Um, I, I think that's fair. Listen, uh, he, he showed remorse. You, Darvish, uh, seemed to forgive him. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't penalize him in the, in the postseason as far as this is concerned. Uh, I, I would make him pay in the beginning of next year. I, did you think he should have sat out a World Series game? I mean, if he hits a home run here, then I'll say, yeah, he should have sat out a, uh, well, a World it, Series game. Well, if he would have sat out, it would have been the game uh, last game. So the Dodgers won that game, right? It would have been nah. game number four. Um, you know what? I'm okay with the five games also. I didn't want it to go ahead and decide. Oh, my goodness. Oh did my he just goodness. decide it? Uh, no, it's not over, but it was. we just came within inches of this game being over. Well, tell us what a, happened. It was a double. This. We cannot have that, Arnie. We well, I'll guess that it was a double off the wall, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty high up off the wall. You know how high that wall is. It's, it's almost like Green Monster level there. Uh, he, I'm just watching it on replay, and oh, boy, yeah. It was, uh, it was halfway up the wall, so a lot of people thought it was out. It was, uh, yeah, it was about halfway up. It, if it was a little bit more to the right, it would have went out of the ballpark because the fence in – uh, left center is lower, and it went over that line, but it was just a little too far left. Yep, hit right up, uh, right up above, and Arnie's right. If it would have been what maybe fifteen feet towards center field, this yeah. game is over, and we're walking it off right now. Uh, you know what? You know, what cracks me up. By the way, every Dodger pitcher that gives up a blast, they point up like for some reason it's going to keep the ball from going out of the yard. Like, it's up, but, it's up in the air, like it's, like everybody's looking on the ground looking for a ground ball or something like that. And, and and let's set the scene here before we grab our first break of the final hour. Josh Reddick is stepping to the plate. He did not have a good run as a Dodger, and he's been more than open uh, in kind of laying out how frustrated he was and how he felt like the fans had treated him poorly, and the fans have responded by saying, hey, listen, you, you know, we, we gave up Drill Cotton. We gave up a pretty solid prospect in order to bring you over, and you didn't really deliver. So I would imagine, even though he's 0 for 4 tonight, Arnie, can you imagine a team that in a lot of ways – I don't want to say gave up on you, but didn't really chase you in free agency and you didn't have the best experience. And now here you are with a chance to potentially end the game uh, and put your team within one win of the World Series. I mean, what a spot for Josh Reddick. You dream about something like that. You dream about that. By the way, they just took Gurriel out of the game for a pinch runner. So Yeah, they brought uh, in Mabe in the former Angel. Yeah, they want to make sure if anything goes to the outfield uh, that that run's going to score. Nobody's going to be thrown out at home. So uh, that uh, they wanted to make sure they got a speedster out there on second base. A couple of other quick tweets. I like this from uh, Peter who writes, The Dodgers need to win today on Tuesday. Verlander will have five days rest. Uh, listen, I, I know that Justin Verlander, for some people, they're not as concerned with him as I am. I think you get that guy five days rest. He's a beast. So, and he's going to have plenty of rest coming up on Tuesday. I agree with you 100% Pete on that front because you're now getting a guy who has been arrested and and I don't even want to use the term relaxed because he was talking about having a heart attack during game two. <laughs> but you you get a guy Relax. that relaxed and that ready to go. I, I think he's going to be big trouble for the Dodgers come Tuesday in game six. All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, will we have a final 
in this game, or will we be heading to extra innings? I'm almost. We're going to be heading to extra innings. Is what I'm going to be betting on. How about that? Well, did it? Did something just happen with yeah, one they Josh? Slide out. So we're going to go to the top of the tenth. We're all tied up at twelve. Is that what it is? It's tied up at twelve. So we're going to twelve runs on thirteen hits and one error for the Dodgers. Twelve runs on thirteen <laughs> hits and one error for the Astros. You are, you are legit now on you, from making goodness. any comments here, Arnie. The good thing is I have found a feed that's only like four seconds behind Arnie. <laughs> but that four seconds is so damaging. It's like we're death for you. <laughs> we're going to extra innings. We'll continue to bring you live updates and uh, this incredible game between the Dodgers and the Astros. Seven combined home runs. That's 22 for the series. We are now at four hours and 52 minutes <laughs> between the Dodgers and the Astros. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, let's get some of your tweets. We'll try to talk some football and keep you up to date on Game 5 between the Dodgers and the Astros right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. This is craziness. We are in the... Tenth inning between the Dodgers and the Astros, and we are basically bringing you a live cast, if you will, of this game tonight with our opinions and perspectives sprinkled in some stats from Steve DeSager. And what had typically been a Fox Football Sunday, Arnie, has very much has very much turned into a Fox World Series Sunday with and Arnie I and I love Blink. it. I love, and the Astros only have two pitchers left, so. I got to start warming up some of the starters. What did you Darvish pitch? I, I don't even remember the days anymore. They're all bleeding together. What did Darvish pitch? He pitched on Friday night. So you get Saturdays. No, you can't come in and he can't pitch. Even only pitched what? One and a third? Uh, yes, one and a third innings. So, I don't, you I, know I don't what? Know. I, I got to start thinking about the long term effect here. I, I I don't have too many pitchers left. Somebody got to step up, you know. And and you know, I got to start using some starters here. Something got to happen. Right, the Astros' only two pitchers they have left. Liriano. Yeah, Francisco, who I didn't know was still playing baseball. So Francisco Liriano and Ken Giles, who has been very much in the center of, I don't know if the term is controversy to use here because it's not like he did anything bad except, well, I don't know, pitch. (laughs) And so from that perspective, I mean, you still have him. I don't know if you're going to use him. And and here's the thing. Eric Roberts, our producer, and I were talking about it. Every ball off the bat you think is leaving the yard based yeah. on the way the, the way this game has gone so far this evening. Now, there is true controversy in this game, though, Arnie. Now, you had brought this up, and I had said I saw on Twitter where I thought someone had mentioned that it was ripped from the hands of a female yeah. fan. Indeed it was. I think oh, it wow. was the Yasiel Puig home run ball. Right. Made uh, a 12-11. Right, there was a there was a uh, what looked to be a couple, and she caught the ball, and she's up there celebrating, holding it up, and a rather angry Houston Astro fan grabs the ball from her and has this just incensed look on his face and throws the ball back onto the field. Right, so that's he, the guy that I told you that was mad. Right, yeah, exactly. That looked all mad. And he throws the ball back on the field, and the two kind of exchange, I don't want to say words, but the video stops there. I, I have Zapruder filmed this thing, Arnie. I've watched it like 5,000 times as we head to the bottom of the 10th inning, tied up at 12. Dodgers uh, had that heart of the lineup with Ethier and Forsyth. You know, couldn't really get anything done there. So if L.A.'s to win, they're going to have to force an 11th inning. I'm sure Jansen will be back. But back to the point. So let's say – just hypothetically speaking, 
uh, Arnie and his wife are at a game, and his wife catches a home run ball from the opposing teams. Hey, do you expect her to throw it back? Are you mad if somebody grabs the ball from her and throws it back? I mean, what's, what is the protocol in a I'm situation like this? If, if somebody throws it back, but if you're going to grab it on somebody's hand, I didn't see that part. Again, I only saw it once. And I just was focusing on the guy that was aggravated and giving it like the, the meanest mean face I've ever seen in my life and threw it back. So I didn't see the part of it getting ripped away. I, was there an Astro fan clapping? I, I, I don't know. It just seemed weird. And so, yeah, if you're going to rip it away from my wife, then we're going to have words. But I don't care that you threw it back in there. But what's going on? I mean, did he rip it away or what? What did the yeah. lady say? Yeah, she, she's holding it up and she's celebrating. And the dude rips the ball from her hand and then decides that he's going to throw it back onto the field. He takes it upon himself. Because he's mad. Yeah, they're kind of celebrating the fact that I just, if you haven't looked at the video, I just retweeted our buddy Larry Brown Sports. If you haven't looked at the video yet, they are they are kind of celebrating because they caught the ball. Right. And that's why they were okay. That's why the Astro fan was clapping then. Right. Okay. Right. They they were jumping up and down, and you can see her face. She's got like this. You can tell she's a bandwagon fan because it's like this fresh orange hat that's probably been worn <laughs> once. It's this Astro shirt that she probably b- bought on her way to the stadium. So, in other words, it's 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 very much someone that is enjoying being at the game, and they're celebrating. Because they caught the ball, and dude rips it and throws it back. What's the protocol there? You're excited you get the ball, but you can't have someone taking the ball out of their hands and throwing it back, right? Uh, that's going to be what everybody – forget about the, the game being 12-12 now. That's what everybody's <laughs> going to be talking about tomorrow. That's going to be the big, the big controversy tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. I like this, by the way. Uh, hitting this up was uh, MT in Life. says, I'm watching the game on TV. I have you guys on radio also. I turn up and down volume on each as the game proceeds. So, in other words, you listen to Joe Buck and John Smoltz give you this incredibly intelligent X and O, if you will, if you use that term in baseball, breakdown, and then you crank up Arnie and me to be yelling and screaming and going nuts like I'm a true fan over here, hoping to celebrate a title for the Dodgers for the first time since I was 13 years old, and Arnie trying to do everything he can to ruin it for me. Does that hey, sound about read, right? For the way Read what Eddie wrote in. I want to get your thoughts on that, because I, I didn't know if that was going to be something that people were going to make a big deal, yeah. though. I think Altuve kind of got a... Uh, a little perturbed on that, or, or am I reading too much into that? Well, and uh, Eddie does hit up a, a great point uh, at Stinkin' Genius 1. That's Arnie, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, in the number one. He says, Ethier almost pulled a Chase Utley on the slide on Altuve. Um, yeah, I, see, I don't know, because it, it, he was going for the bag, and Altuve jumped, but he's all of, like, Four foot two, right? But so it's not uh, like he's got face should hot. not have slid into the base because he was it was out by a mile. I guess that's a fair point. But too, it is but the World Series. I mean, come on, now, you know, it's it's the World Series. You're in the the tenth inning, you know, in a game that's twelve twelve. So yeah. I guess you go out and you're going all out regardless. Hey, exactly, what does it take? Exactly. What does it mean when Geico says just fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com. 15 minutes ago. Listen, before DeSager slides in here with an update, uh, Arnie, I, I did want to add two things from today. Number one, the injury news is not good for the Niners. Looks like Joe Staley is staying back in Philadelphia to have his orbital bone checked out. He got socked in the eye today, uh, and it continues. 
as it looks like the the Niners are going to be without their free safety uh, ward for a while. As he or, or, or pardon me, who was the uh, actual free safety for the uh, Niners? They got injured earlier tonight. Was it Reed? Uh, it was Reed. Yeah, that uh, may have fractured his forearm. Oh, not so, running a lot. Uh, my bad. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Jimmy Ward. Thank you. <laughs> Jimmy Ward has a broken bone in his arm, and Solomon Thomas has an MCL sprain as well. And uh, if you kind of gave up on Sunday night football and you were watching baseball as we were most of the evening, the Steelers hold on for a 20-15 to 15 win in what ended up being a pretty wild night. McCarthy and Fields, the only two pitchers the Dodgers have left that aren't starters, uh, that would have to come in after Jensen's, I- I'm assuming. Uh, there's one out in the bottom of the 10th. If he gets out of this, they're going to have to bring in one of those guys then. And keep in mind, if, if you didn't know, uh, McCarthy's a good dude. He's a funny guy. Uh, his, his Twitter feed is hilarious. You can Did find he have a great one, one or two years with the – was it the Angels or – Yeah, he, he had a pretty good run. I believe it was with Anaheim. He's not a bad pitcher, but he has been used once in the postseason, and it was game two of the World Series. And prior to that, what, his only outing had been in October, and he pitched maybe, what, twice in September? So he's a, he's a guy that they haven't used – very much at any point during the season, to be honest with you, uh, especially down the stretch. Fields, on the other hand, I mean, maybe a situational guy, but he's not someone you count on to get three oh, the, outs. So. There's no situation here. You coming in, you're pitching an inning or yeah. two. You're not coming in to face one or two batters. That, that Exactly. Those days are over now. Those innings are way past in this situation. Yeah, that might have been, say, the fifth or the sixth. But now when we're looking at the bottom of the tenth with one out and you're you're dealing with, I, I, I don't know, being the only two guys left on the roster that can pitch yeah. because a positional yeah. player has never pitched in the World Series, yeah, we're not talking about a lefty-on-lefty matchup, which scares the hell out of me if the Dodgers get out of the tenth and thinking about having to use Fields or McCarthy in any situation. Who's All right, the first uh, be- starter they'd have to use? Um, I, maybe I, I would still say maybe Darvish, unless you're going to go ahead and try to push ahead Rich Hills. No, I mean, no, I, I can't do that. I, 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 mean, I, I got to use Darvish. Yeah, you, yeah, uh, and, I and use I, Darvish and, and take my chances there. Yeah, and and you want Hills pitching where he's comfortable. He seems to be right. comfortable at home. But you know, you you hope you don't have to worry about that decision. Uh, all right. Before we roll on any further, DeSager is in the house. He's been keeping tabs on this historic night already. <laughs> historic night, and that's not. Uh, trying to build it up. No. That's legit with what's taking place this evening. We had on our hands the longest nine-inning game in the history of Major League Baseball until the Dodgers scored three in the ninth and made it not a nine-inning game anymore. So you can throw out that stat. It's bottom of the tenth inning, 12-12, L.A. at Houston. Brandon McCarthy, by the way, it was when he got traded to the Yankees three years ago and Uh, I won't say dominated, but was excellent for the second half of that year, and that's what convinced the Dodgers to give him, I think, a four-year contract right after that. Oh, boy. And by the way, it's like I'm punch drunk. They just struck the guy out, and the the yellow cake came up, and I go, wait a minute, there's a flag on the play, though. Wait a minute. (laughs) You've been watching too much sports. You oversported today, Arnie. Two outs in the bottom of the 10th, a 12-12 game, and nobody on Kenley Jansen in his second inning of work. By the way, we are past 400 pitches thrown combined. Wow. 
Wow. In this game, <laughs> in the bottom of the 10th inning. And as far as Josh Fields being available for the Dodgers, that is the guy that came in and quickly gave up two homers in that crazy game two at Dodger Stadium last Wednesday. Let's get Fernando to warm up then. I don't know what it, you want to do. Exactly. You only have so many left, and that yeah. is the stat that you mentioned, Chris. No position player has ever pitched in a World Series game. No. And the Dodgers are running out of those as well. Of course, being <laughs> in a DH park, they haven't had one pinch hitter after another. So they still do have their two worst hitters of the last month available in Chase Utley and Yasmani Grandal. So there's so much machination mm. still in this one. And we still have a game six for Fox TV Tuesday night at Dodger Stadium. Justin Verlander against Rich Hill. When Verlander started game two in L.A., the Dodgers only had two hits in the first eight innings of that one. They happened to both leave the park on the heart night, and so we got into that crazy ninth, 10th, and 11 innings that evening. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. By the way, uh, the most three-run homers in any World Series game, we now have the most home runs combined in any World Series, and they've hit 22 in only five games so far. When the Dodgers scored three in the ninth to tie, it made it 12-12, and then the clock turned 12 central time. And the Dodgers tied it. Back to the future. Chris Taylor RBI single came with two outs, two strikes in the top of the ninth inning. I'm tempted to say, what haven't we had? But, you know, every time you think that, something else that we haven't had. What did I see that they scored 26 of the 32 runs at one point? Um. Oh my goodness! It was just foul. Otherwise, this game just almost ended. That they scored twenty six. Again, Arnie. Oh, relax. They scored twenty six of the thirty two runs with two outs. uh, Is what the Dodgers did. Brian McCann, a very long foul ball to the second deck in right field. It's two two. The count, two outs. Bottom of the tenth. By the way, the Washington Nationals' next manager will reportedly be Dave Martinez, an assistant for Joe Madden with the Cubs and with Tampa Bay before that. And the Phillies' new manager should be Gabe Kapler from the L.A. Dodger front office, according to FanRag Sports. He is huge into the analytics, was the runner-up for the Dodger job that Dave Roberts got, by the way. Uh, And the last stat on tonight's game, the Dodger reliever Brandon Morrow, who was not available to pitch because he'd thrown literally all the playoff games but one this month. He came on bottom of the seventh anyway in this crazy game and allowed four runs on six pitches to Houston. Update, Jansen has just hit the batter with the 2-2. Hit McCann, yeah. McCann is aboard. Of course, he weighs about 300 pounds, so I'm not sure if he felt it, but he's being walked by the trainer to first base. So I think he hit him in the hand, though. That's the, that's the problem. Well, that he, that he would feel. The yeah. runner at first, two outs. Can we say it out loud? Game-winning run on base yes. in the bottom of the 10th inning. You know the Dodgers going into play tonight? In this World Series, they had five regulars batting about 150 or lower. So he far didn't even, in this World Series. He didn't even move. He of took course it not. like a man. He said, I got to get on base. Didn't even, didn't even flinch. That even is a ball player. Took it on the right <laughs> forearm. Yasiel Puig was two for 20 in this series until the ninth inning homer that starts that rally. Justin Turner was two for 16 in this series. He is DHing, by the way, tonight because of a leg injury. The advantage of the American League Park. Again, off day tomorrow. Great stuff to Sager. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So as DeSager said, a uh, 
an opportunity here with George Springer, who at one point in this game tonight, I don't even remember. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember at what point it was. Eight seven. It was seven seven. Wait a minute. Yeah, it was. See, don't even try. Don't even try. Yeah, I won't uh, even try. Yeah, because bad. it was a fly ball to center field that he dove on, and he sh- he shouldn't have. He should have just tried to hold it to a single. Well, he gives up a run, and then he comes up the next inning. That was a strike anyway, and they didn't give it to him. He comes up the next inning and hits a leadoff home run to tie the game back up. That's the insanity of this game tonight. And to think, you know, here we are. We're over five hours into this game, Arnie. And you thought after the first inning it was probably ball game. Yeah, because Jansen's the Dodgers, in trouble here, though, so we're in, the Do- in trouble. The Dodgers were up 4-0 at the end of the first. You have Clayton Kershaw going. You think, oh, yeah, ball game here. You give Kershaw four runs, this is it. But uh, it wasn't the case, and here we are at 12 apiece. And, you know, you, you get to this point now. You mentioned Kershaw in trouble here. Uh, Not no, Kershaw. Uh, no, Jensen. Uh, Jensen, yeah. yeah. Jensen in trouble here, where you start looking at what's left position player-wise for the Astros, and they only have three guys available, including, though, Carlos Beltran. Beltran, I'm like, yeah. You know, they have two guys in Francisco Liriano and Carlos Beltran that you have completely forgotten about. The Dodgers have Chase Utley and Yasmani Grandal. Uh, and also, what was it? Josh uh, Josh Fields and Brandon McCartney is the only two uh, McCarthy, excuse me, the only two pitchers that they have left available. So both managers are going to have to really, really get the most out of the two guys that are in the game now pitching and the players that are on the field. Because I, I think if you're the Dodgers, you're not going to be able if Jansen can get out of this. Yeah, Arnie, I think he's I done. Do, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to get another inning out of him. Do you? No, I, I a two's enough and. Uh, you know, had he gotten out of this without, uh, you know, getting this, uh, getting the guy on first and the three and one on the next guy, maybe they come back with him with a third inning. But he's struggling here a little bit, and now there's going to be runners on first and second with two outs. So yeah, this is going to be his last inning, one way or the other. All right, so I had put the video up on my Twitter feed at Plank Show of the guy throwing the ball back that his, uh, I guess, friend's either girlfriend or wife had grabbed. At Trevor USC hits us up and says, that guy will get doxxed. Heat of the moment, it's wrong and regrettable, even though he was among Astro fans. By doxxed, he means that this dude's whole internet history, his life will be researched like crazy. We'll know more about the, as Arnie said, we'll know more about the dude that ripped the ball from his buddy's girlfriend or wife than we will any player in this game tonight from the outfield of the uh, Astros game. Uh, From... uh, Slowhand uh, 5150 says, yeah, that's not cool. I'll be honest with you, Arnie. I couldn't imagine myself doing that even in anger, grabbing a ball from someone else and throwing it back for them. Uh, Jim hits us up and says, I'm not saying this game is dragging, but when it started, Joe Buck was Joe Fawn. Little animal joke right there. Uh, And then let's see, there was one more here that I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah. Um, This one was from Jordan, who says – the runs go in the direction in which Arnie live bets against. Hashtag, wow. hashtag kids college fun. So which way are you going on this one so I can know whether or not to feel good or I'm still bad going with it. the Dodgers on this. I still think the Dodgers are going to win this game. Oh, uh, nice big two soon. They're going to have to go ahead and throw them out at home base. Otherwise, home plate. Otherwise, this game is over. The Astros just won. Uh, what happened? Uh, a single and the uh, a single to left field. And uh, he was safe at the plate, so it wasn't even close. Yeah, the uh, throw by, I believe that was Peterson in the game-winning run. 
Astros win it by a final score of 13 to 12. You are really bad at live play by play. I am. Your feet I am. That's why I don't do play by play anymore. Oh, it my is God. so never awful. So when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, oh, we'll recap horrible, horrible. a wild one tonight. Records fall everywhere. Uh, most home runs already in a World Series. The Astros get the walk-off by a final score of 13-12. to We'll head back to L.A. with uh. Houston one win away from its first-ever World Series title and the Dodgers one win away from forcing a Game 7. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox football question mark Sunday. Wow, what a night in Houston. Dodgers fall to the Astros. Houston is one win away Incredible. from its first World Series. Crazy game. Uh, first World Series title. You know, Five Chris, hours if we weren't working tonight, minutes. if we weren't working tonight, I don't think I would have been up to watch the end of this game. I think I would have fell asleep. Are you serious? It's 2 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. But, I mean, that craziness. People got uh, work tomorrow. Um, but it, that was the question I was going to pose here. Five hours and 17 minutes. Uh, obviously, Twitter is a buzz about it, but I don't, I, I've started to realize that Twitter isn't always the best indicator of what is successful and what isn't in life anymore. Um, but is a night like this is good for baseball, right? I mean, even if Arnie Spanier had gone to bed, even if most of the East Coast isn't with us right now, this is a good night for baseball, right? It's it's a great night for baseball. But yeah, a lot of people are going to go ahead and wake up tomorrow and see what and say, oh my goodness, what did I miss? Right. I have to go ahead and watch the highlights. I mean, it's, it's going to be almost two o'clock in the morning. People probably went to bed. I don't know, two, three hours ago, like 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast. They, they missed all the good stuff. Uh, you, what, what, a, what a night to miss a, a baseball game. They missed all the good stuff when the, uh, you know, the uh, seventh, eighth, ninth, and the extra innings and that. I, I think you'll have a lot of stories of people that fell asleep at one point in the game and woke up at another point and ended up watching to the end. And then there'll be all of us tonight right here on Fox Sports Radio, who stayed up through the whole damn thing, who has pages upon pages upon pages of note uh, from the NFL and college football today that we'll never get to. Never get to. I was going to say, why did the guys back at the studio all blame me now because the Dodgers lost? Why is it my fault, Chris? Well, uh, it's, it's not that it's your fault, Arnie. It's just it's very frustrating when the guy that has the feed that tends to be a couple of ticks ahead of everyone else, their play-by-play is like this, oh, it's to left. Oh, it's, it's yeah, he you to go, it is high, it is far, but Astros win. But. You would have taken that works. Yeah, that would have been much better. That would have been much better than what we had. All right, we always wrap up the show here on a Sunday night, even when we don't spend any time. Talking football on the show with Arnie's pick. So, what do you say, stinking genius? Take it away. Give me some music. Put me in the mood. Right off the bat, I want to tell you, Dodgers win game six. Dodgers win game seven. Dodgers win World Series. This thing isn't over. They get to Verlander. They win game six. And I guess it's going to be up to who in game seven? Chris, you Darvish, or who else did you say? Well, um, Rich Hill's going in game six tomorrow night. Well, not tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Yeah, and so then we'll see what would, they do in game yeah. seven. Yeah, well, I'll go with maybe. the Dodgers in six and seven. Dodgers win the World Series, and it's not over yet, Dodger fans, so don't panic. Upset special number one as we get to some college football. Indiana. I don't want the nine. I don't need the nine. I'm going to take the nine. Indiana's been a good team playing at home against a Wisconsin team that I've not been impressed with. They win 24-10. They win by two touchdowns. They 
play uh, some teams that they should be blowing out there. Indiana's going to put up a great fight. I think they win the game. I'm going to go with the upset special on that one. I'm going to go with TCU to bounce back against Texas. I'll lay the 7.5. Give me Oregon plus 26 on the road against Washington. That's way too many points there. Give me Oklahoma State minus the three, Chris. I know you're going to be bummed about that one. It's going to be a shootout. You haven't got an Oklahoma pick right this year. So just, you know, keep picking against them, Arnie. It's fine. Wow. been the whole – you picked them to basically be 0-8 right now. So uh, (laughs) the fact that they're 7-1 surprises me. Give me Notre Dame minus the 14. Two other picks. I'll take Michigan State. Plus the seven and a half against Penn State, who will have a little bit of a hangover after that terrible loss to Ohio State. And upset special number two. I don't want the seven and a half. I don't need the seven and a half. I'll take the seven and a half. My Arizona Wildcats over the Trojans of USC, which give us a, uh, a first place hold on that division. Let's go ahead and get to the NFL. Just a couple of games. I'll take the Jets plus the three and a half at home against Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo certainly turned it around, but I like the Jets and the points. Give me Philadelphia to clobber Denver minus the seven. I'll take Carolina minus the one and a half against the Atlanta team that I don't believe in anymore. And I'm going to take Seattle minus seven against Washington. Two other games. I'm back on the Cowboy bandwagon minus one <laughs> against Kansas City. And I'm taking my Dolphins to bounce back plus two and a half against your Raiders. There you have my picks. Two of them as you please. But please, please, please remember the strictly for entertainment purposes only. I was trying to think uh, Colin Cowherd has a good formula whenever it comes to a game like the Raiders and the Dolphins next Sunday night, outside of the old avoid it, so I feel bad for NBC. But uh, a team that's that's coming off an embarrassment on national TV, and what would you say, is Miami favored by two points? Or did uh, you say they're underdog, getting... but I think underdog by two points. Okay, so so in other words, you have a team that's coming off an embarrassment on national TV. They're at home yeah, and they're getting points. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're getting points. Take it. All the, I, I think that's, ex- that's a great pick. And I love the Raiders to death. And I live, eat, breathe, sweat Raider football, sweat a lot. Um, but I think that's a great pick, uh, pick for next week, and especially with Jay Cutler coming back. And bad Bad quarterbacks consistently dice up the Raiders. Now, let's look back on this game. Plank, you're the you're known as the joy sucker of telling everybody the results just seconds ahead of their feed. So there you go. There, that's from Eddie. There. Well, I, I would say I would say this. There's no problem with being that joy sucker, but it's just we're all sitting here when you're like, uh oh, and Uh-oh. everybody react because Uh-oh. you're you're a tick ahead of all of us. I finally found a feed that was close to you, but not close <laughs> enough. Uh, DJ, by the way, says the stinking genius curse is real. Good night, uh. Dodgers. Uh, Arash uh, Markazi brought this up, and I think it's a great point. The Dodgers lost game two with Jansen on the mound in the eighth with a 3-1 lead. They lost game five with Kershaw in the mound uh, on the mound in the fourth with a 4-0 lead. Now, obviously, both of those games went completely nutso. But if you're a Dodger fan, if you're a baseball observer, you take those situations uh, 10 out of 10 times, 50, oh, yeah. 100 out of 100 oh, yeah. times, and think you're going to come away with a W. So I don't know if that instills confidence in the Dodger fans the rest of the way that, hey, the craziest happened, it's all good. Or if you were in two situations where – you should have won, and in all seriousness, the series should be over, and you came away with losses? 
maybe that's not the best sign heading forward for this team. But I'm 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 hoping your picks are right for a change, Arnie. Oof. I'm hoping this game, uh, this series ends up going uh, to seven games. Because, what a crazy night! Well, and if and if you're baseball, and if you're Rob Manfred, as uh, as ineffective at times as any marketing of baseball has been, boy, what a great sales opportunity you have here. I just wore, you know, you're talking about it. It is 2 a.m. on the East Coast. This game is just wrapping up. You wonder what factor that might play into the overall numbers for this game. All right, Arnie, next week, football. Next week, football, because baseball will be done by then. Have a great week, Arnie. We'll listen to you on Saturday and see you on Sunday. Later. Stick around. Big Ben Mallory is next on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 